0: What's up, Joes? And welcome to another episode of the Average Joes MMA Show. Jeff Shanahan, Raphael Chides and joining us once again, Mr. Ryan Dempsey. We're all back with you once again. Hello, boys. Going?
1: What's going on?
0: Yeah, you know, little, little Michigan's own Greta Van Fleet to kick off the show tonight. Just for you, Raphael.
1: Dude, uh, I was just close to putting them on my list, but uh, they're a little bit too young. A little bit too new. I want to see some more stuff. Yeah, that played. That was a live
0: version because like a lot of people, if they hear the the r- r- studio tracks, are like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Can the kid do it live? Mm-hmm. Yeah, he can but fucking do, can it do it live. It live. Jesus he, Christ, let's, we're doing it live. We fucking do it live. Fucking mm-hmm. guy sucks. Um, yeah. Jesus Christ, that band. I I don't. They're, 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 there's a backlash on them around here. It's really
1: weird because of them sounding like led zeppelin? I guess. What's wrong with that? I don't know, bro. They're I don't not know. taking these guys, they're not copying them. That's... They're copying a style exactly. and maybe a flavor, but it's their, they're they're creating their own lyrics, their own songs, and they're writing their own music. Like they're and That's, so... it,
2: that's it. like I'd rather see guys sound like other artists and do their own thing, like, like take from this and take from that and put things together than have just random covers on every single album.
1: They're fucking badass. Yeah, dude. It's it's just they do a lot of similar stuff. They have an organ, they have a heavy drummer, they have a good rhythm guitar, and they got a good bassist that keeps the fucking rhythm going, man. It's just, and then they have the lead singer that sounds like fucking Robert Plant. Is that his fault? Like, if, if they varied this, if they varied his voice, would they, would there would it be the same complaint? Oh, well, their music sounds like Led Zeppelin. Yeah. Here's the thing, because like
0: most of the people like the people i see a lot of them that are bitching are musicians your band sounds like somebody else too and they're not that good at it
1: see and and i was never a complainer of people's complain about acdc that they if you hear one acdc song you heard them all i'm like well that's acdc right. i'm like they were yeah. different that's AC. what do you want then if they changed then you could be like, oh well, they changed. I don't like them. Like, well, fuck you then. What do you want? Yeah. Like, what do you want? Go fuck yourself. Yeah. Yeah. How about like, that? I can understand them being like they got really popular and then being overplayed, but I I like I like some of their albums. Some of their albums are really good.
0: Dude, I really dig Greta Van Fleet. I really fucking yeah. dig those guys. They're yeah. really good. They're super talented. Fucking Detroit boys. They're out there kicking ass. Like, there's so much... I, I'm the first person to hate on shit. I, I am. I'll admit it. I'm the first motherfucker to hate on it. Kid, And especially music from my own state a lot of times, because a lot of times they pick the shitty bands. Kid Rock can suck my dick.
2: Pop, yeah. pop hey, Evil. That, that, a, a that's hall of famer. You Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah.
0: <laughs> Fuck you both. Awesome. Bob can suck <laughs> Bob my balls.
2: The
1: ball, the bang, the ding, ding.
0: <laughs> yeah. Bob Ritchie can <laughs> suck my balls.
2: Pop. I thought it was so funny when I saw that thing you uh, you put up there, or maybe it was shared to you on the weekend about Kid Rock being all tough from the hood. <laughs> and then you like had like the Wikipedia thing where all circled like his father had all these car dealerships. Those are just <laughs> like, my like, those are
0: just my two friends fucking with me. They don't even like Kid Rock. It started because my friend shared, my friend Jennifer shared a song, and it was oh it was Yellow Wolf, and it was a Yellow Wolf and Kid Rock song. And I was like, okay. "Yeah, for Yellow Wolf, but why's Bob got to be a part of this?" So then it started this whole thing with them fucking with me about Kid Rock, and so. But that, I don't okay, I don't like him. Pop, Pop Evil is from my fucking town, and I fucking hate that band. They're shit. Not shit i
2: just say I've never heard of them. Good, never heard of them.
0: Good. Uh, they were they were kind of big for a little while. They've been. Out touring for fucking with bigger bands for years, but they're a big deal around here because they're from around here.
2: Fuck that, right?
0: Anyway, anyway, I digress. But yeah, Greta Van Fleet's fucking cool. Yeah, I'm definitely going to check them out to Chicago. Stop hating. Start appreciating.
2: I will, I will be checking them out and listening to. I'm beginning to, like I don't listen to anything probably like post 2000, maybe even like post like late 90s. Right. Like, most of the stuff I listened to started off in, like, the 60s, 70s, 80s, early 90s, and then I just kind of kept that going because everything that started coming out afterwards was just nothing to me. So, never, like, I'm (laughs) done. i I I I check it later, I'm sure.
0: Yeah, check them out. I think
1: think you'll dig them. I think you're really... Oh, I think right. you
2: have to to something like Zeppelin. Like, uh, oh, oh, like yeah. Led Zeppelin,
1: yeah. dude. You'll be like, I got chills, dude. The kid, I, I, think I said oh, this here every really? day. I got chills when I listened to it, and I freaked out for a second, even after reading the band members' names. Yeah, because like sounds like I'm Plant. I'm like, that's Robert Plant. I'm like, that's Robert Plant. <laughs> he does.
0: He sounds like fucking, like, 1970 Robert Plant. That's awesome. <clears throat> yeah. Yep. Yeah, right. young kids from Detroit, man, doing their goddamn thing. Good for you guys. Keep it up.
1: I... I followed them on Twitter already, and I'm gonna keep up with them. I'm gonna, I'm gonna check them out. I think they're in Vancouver right now, so I'll wait till they come to Chicago.
0: Yeah, they just did a thing with fucking Elton John. Like, come on. Oh really? Yeah, they
1: were they were
0: they were asked by Elton John to be a part of his, like, orchestra or band or some shit for something. I don't uh, something recently a couple of weeks ago.
2: Oh, right on.
0: Yeah, I just saw. I don't know. I don't remember. I'm fucking too stoned most of the time to remember that kind of shit. Yeah, so we got Ryan back because yay, yay, yay! Ryan's back. No, it's good. It's a good thing. We had Ryan on Thursday, and we did a topic discussion. And I feel bad because I kind of had to rush us through the the factions one, Mm -hmm. and that one was. I mean, we might have to revisit that sometime in a Sunday session. So we can we can give it justice because I really did want to want to put some time into that, but we were just running up against time. So I didn't. I knew
2: we I were. Think, yeah, I think part of the issue was like when you were just throwing out those three topics. I think me and Raph were like, are "Those work. Let's get like, right away." Not, and it wasn't the thinking of I mean, you should pick one and then just really work at it because three I, guys doing like three lists of ten things can definitely grow. I didn't. I didn't topics. think about it.
0: Well, and not even just like the 10 topics themselves but the fact that the three of us will break into a fucking discussion about one thing for 10 minutes and then oh shit we should probably get back to everyone else's list so
1: and we've only gone through one of them right <laughs> like,
0: oh right. shit we're at number nine yeah so i would definitely like but, to that's that's,
2: that's like, like I, I took off like for like 30 seconds and i came back and i was like okay my uh, my number eight like, number eight but they just forget about me all of a sudden like they're making this is a duo now.
0: No, we just, I mean, we just, yeah, we just went like, three. Like, we're just going to three
2: at a time here to screw it.
0: We had to we had to move it <laughs> along, man. And I, like I said, we, we need to we need to revisit this topic um, for true. a Sunday sit down where we can talk about it for like an hour because I skimmed over so much shit
1: because yeah, was, brother, triple threat match, brother, it's a, t- fucking three way dance, yeah, brother, old Created school, school. An ECW, ECW by, by three by funk, Douglas. way dance. Who's the, thir- who's the third? Who's the third? The triple Tabu, threat. Right? Was it Sabu? Sabu was Funk and St. Douglas.
0: Yeah, the first three way dance.
1: Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. The old three way dance. So we didn't get to get to our third topic, which I think is going to be a really fun one uh, on Thursday. So Ryan decided to come back and join us so we could talk some music.
1: Yeah, some fucking
0: music.
1: Yeah, which we were just doing right now. <laughs>
0: right. Yeah. Well, that's that's why I, I I mean it was a good it's a was a good intro because Yeah. This I think this one out of the three topics is going to be the one where it's going to be the most interesting because I think it's where we're going to differentiate a lot. Because the three of us all have like we like similar things and some sex, uh sex of stuff, but we all have like pretty different tastes in music. <laughs> Right. so i don't think <laughs> i don't think there's going to be a lot of the same stuff i mean i can
2: pick... I guarantee i can guarantee one of mine is nowhere near your guys list like probably would be like your like universe yeah. of music <laughs> that's okay because i i mean like, and not even like my
0: super obscure ones of the the stuff that i listen to that i know you guys don't listen to but even like i think there's a couple common ones that i'm gonna have that you guys are gonna be like Mm, I didn't expect that to be on your list. And I even... This was the hardest one for me. Like, you guys were talking about how you were going through your your wrestling ones. And, like, Ryan, you were like, I got to do arrows here. I've, I've changed it. Even since Thursday, I've changed this list twice. Like, I've kept the bulk of it, but certain things have came and gone. And, like...
1: I put it away because I knew if I looked at it, I was going to start making, I was going to start tinkering. Yeah. I'm like, nah, I'm gonna it's move it. so
0: tough for me because yeah. like I could do a top 10, just hip hop. Like I have, right. my list is, is, is very little hip hop because I picked the, 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 most important ones to me, but there, I could do a top 10 hip hop list
2: easily. And K- Kidder off at the top of that one. right? Oh
1: God. The, yeah. I mean, the top I, I five, top, I did a top 10 and pulled five and five nice Just to try to keep it a little even i thought about
0: doing that too um i did think actually, about it might that not too. even
1: be even actually my top 10 uh no i don't think it is
0: oh i lied i only have two hip-hop representatives on here
1: i got i got some i got some more
2: all yeah.
0: right you guys want to fucking dive down this goddamn hole
2: yeah, let's do it.
0: All right. Ryan, you get the honors since you are a guest this evening.
2: So yeah, for me, my number 10 is the pride of Aurelia, Ontario, Mr. Gordon Lightfoot. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I like it. Yeah. That was uh, so <laughs> the background for that really I was just watching Seinfeld, the, the Andrea Doria and their talking about the song, and they mention Gordon Lightfoot and Evan Fitzgerald. I was going to say the Fitzgerald. Which, which is the boat, what one's the boat, which, yeah, Evan Fitzgerald wrote the song with the, Gordon Light, the record of Gordon Lightfoot and it was ran by the Cat Stevens, and I was like, so caught up, I'm like, what is that? So I went and I looked it up, or told, I asked someone about it, I guess it, it would have been back in the 90s before the internet was really prevalent, but they said, oh no, Gordon Lightfoot, he's a singer, blah, 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 went and found one of the CDs, picked it up, and just, Simple, folky, just down-to-earth good music you can just relax to, and it's just been a staple of my life ever since, and just still rocking, too. Like, I mean, he's in his 80s, and he's still out there touring. Yeah. But but, but what he does, um, I guess his last tour, because his catalog is so big, he doesn't even do songs. He starts one song and then transitions into another song, and then transitions into another, so he'll put... Four or five songs into one, then take it, and then switch over to the next one, just so that he can give the audience the most of his catalog that he has. It doesn't like pretty, medley pretty cool style. Idea. Yeah,
0: Weird Al does shit like that too. Oh, does he? Yeah,
2: because he has such a big catalog too. I guess. Yeah, he's yeah he's been putting out stuff for a long time. Man, eh? I mean, he's
0: he's touring right now. Um, he was just in Grand Rapids this week, but that this tour he's doing all just original music like he did my buddy just went and saw him he said he he did like a medley similar with like of of i remember him saying eat it fat and like maybe like two or three other songs but everything else that he played was all like original music off of his albums like the the, the non-parody shit right oh because he's been it's it, he's never got to do that he's Always, you know, had to play. He'd sneak some in here and there, but it was always, you know, all the the parody songs. Well,
2: all the rap paradise?
0: paradise. He didn't do rappers paradise. I've seen him do rappers paradise though. I I've seen Weird Al. He puts on a fucking hell of a show, man. I've never seen him live. Super fucking entertaining show. Co- tons of costume changes, like all that shit.
2: Nice.
0: Yeah, he's entertaining as fuck.
1: Um, Raphael. Uh, number 10, I have The Roots. Nice. Nice. Awesome pick. Yeah, I I really like The Roots. I never got to see them live. My cousin has talked about them live so many times. But um, they have a good number of albums, solid albums. Uh, Black Thought, fucking <laughs> one of the best MCs out there. So right underrated. Now, yeah, people so don't even know about them. So fucking underrated. And then they got well, uh, Questlove on the drums, one of the best drummers. Pop, pop, pop. And it's an actual fucking band. Yeah. Like, it's a goddamn band.
2: Yeah, I bet a yeah. lot of people probably don't know them from that. Or not, not a lot of people, but like a lot of like, younger people wouldn't realize that that they were actually like an actual band and all that before that. They right. I thought there was like a like a TV band or something.
1: Yeah. For like- the first
2: year, that's why I
1: watched Jimmy Fallon because of the roots (laughs) yeah i I was so stoked when they were i'm like oh my god they're i'm like they're the house band for fucking jimmy fallon i'm like all right i'm checking it out too yeah they're funny that's like some some of the what sorry to cut you off some of the the skits that they do where they they pull from the crowd and it's like they choose a scenario and the style and then they they come up with it right then and there and they're coming up with the lyrics and black thoughts just fucking singing a song and the style is fucking awesome it's just that's a fucking band. They're musicians. Every single one of them are musicians. Absolutely.
2: I mean, come on, they played Enter Sandman with Metallica on the kazoo. <laughs> like they those like when they I don't know if you've ever seen those videos yeah, I've seen it. they play like they, yeah, they play kids instruments and yeah. they play whatever whatever band is on the show that night and they just jam out randomly and it's like you would never expect to hear the roots of Metallica doing like playing the kazoo and the washboard, but it worked.
0: <laughs> well and then you get like you get them being the back the band for some artists too that come through. Like when Phil Collins was there a couple of years ago, they did "In the Air Tonight" and fucking watching Black Thought do the dun, 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 that fucking Phil. Like I mean, he, oh. Phil Phil was kind of off. Like his voice was, you know, he's old, whatever. His voice is kind of going. But Thought was fucking, or not Thought, but Quest. Quest was just on point on that shit. Like, that motherfucker was just happy as fuck. And then Black Thought, I'm high, so I got everybody all fucking mixed up. Black Thought is absolutely one of the most underrated MCs in hip-hop. If you don't believe me, go watch his freestyle on Hot 97. Recent one with Method Man. Where he just spits off the top of his dome for seven fucking minutes. And really? will, oh my God, and will murder lyrically anybody.
1: Dude, there's a cypher with him, Eminem, and I forget who else, but he just, he's killer on it. He just kills on it. He's, he's the best one out of them.
0: Dude, thought, it's not even how well thought freestyles, it's the lyrical content that he comes up while he's freestyling. He, a lot of rappers, their freestyles are just garbage, like whatever, you know, they rhyme in simple words and just thinking about whatever they can come up with real quick. Thoughts like putting out fucking
1: legit shit in his freestyle. It's like he has a. It's like he has a story already stored, and it's like he's just putting the words into it. And it's like he already has a story. He already knows what's coming out, so it's not. He's not really thinking about it. But I know he. You know. You know he is. But it seems like it comes to him naturally. Yeah. It seems like he puts it together really well, and he actually knows how to tell right. the story very well. I, I think that. I think that's why maybe he's very underrated, just because. You really have to pay attention to what he's saying and keep up to with what he's. Say. It's not hard to keep up, but you have to keep up with the story. You can't skip chapters in a book and fucking know what's going on. You got to keep up with them.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Good pick, Raphael. Good pick. Thanks. And they were, they were in there. They were in there, but they got they got left out. I have so many goddamn honorable mentions. It's ridiculous. Yeah. And my honorable mentions list is almost as long as my regular list, because most of them, <laughs> most of them were on the list at some point and got bumped for different reasons.
1: Yeah, I went, I, right. look, I went, I went ten and ten, and then I chose whichever ones I thought should be in what place. And I got my list of ten, and the roots,
2: the roots were at number ten. Snuck in at the very end. Snug yeah, in.
0: my number ten is New Jersey's own the Dillinger escape plan <clears throat> I was introduced to Dillinger and oh my god it was one of it was one of the Smackdown versus Raws I think there was a okay. Dill, there was a Dillinger song on it and I had heard the name um before from some friends and stuff But that was like the first time I checked them out And it was like It was a real Not a good representation of, of Normal Dillinger. So I had a, a different thought in my head And then I hear this band And at first it was just Insanity And I didn't really get it Because it, it's just craziness it, It's math metal Where they're just playing in really weird time signatures And But when you actually sit and listen to it, there's, you can hear all the different influences of like jazz and obviously like metal and stuff like that because they're a metal band, but there's a lot of jazz breakdowns and, and grooves and stuff into it. And, but seeing them live, they're probably the craziest fucking band I've ever seen in my life. Okay. Their singer, uh, Greg has no problem, their guitar player either, Ben, has no problem just diving out into the crowd in in the middle of a song. And Ben used to just get crowd surfed around while playing and Greg would jump on top of you and stick a microphone in your face. And then in the end of the set, Greg always found somewhere high to climb up onto and dive off into the crowd. Like when I saw him at, in Chicago at the um, fuck whatever the ball, the I can't think of the name of the ballroom but he climbed up to the fucking top of the speakers 30 40 the feet Aragon The Aragon Ballroom? The Aragon, yeah, at the Aragon, he t- climbed to the top of the speaker tower and fucking dove into the onto the crowd from up there. Like just no uh, fucks they, they used to they used to blow fire. <laughs> like flips on just just crazy shit there's a video they played a a tower records or a virgin megastore or something back in the day in like 2004 or 5 right after greg got into the band and he's standing back by the drums when the first song starts and he just basically runs off the stage and runs over the top of the crowd like 10 15 feet just running just running over the top of people
1: Fuck Yeah <laughs> The fuck is he Goddamn uh, Tony Ja From No Ongfuck? He's a big motherfucker Like He's 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 Just Jacked
0: Like Greg's probably like six foot But he's Super ripped and shit But He just doesn't give a fuck They're mm-hmm. They're Pure insanity And They were a really great band They just uh, Hung it up here at the end of 2017 um This is a, a band that Tony, my you know, a frequent guest we used to have. He's a, a, a bigger fan of Dillinger than I am, so we spent a lot of time listening to them together and going to see him live and shit. So Dillinger escape plan number ten. Uh, number nine for me is Rage Against the Machine. Nice, nice.
1: Rage made honorable mention for me.
0: They were until about two hours ago. I had. It was between them and Every Time I Die. And Every Time I Die is one of my favorite bands. I mean, I even have fucking. My whole forearm is covered by their lyrics and their logo. But when I really thought about it, like with Outrage Against the Machine, I wouldn't be the type of rapper that I am for sure. Like rage was a really big influence on that. Um, just because of what they did, like Zach De La Roca was a, was a really good rapper.
1: And were they the first rap rock like rap, uh, live rock? Thing?
0: Um, no, not really because, uh, I mean, they were the first ones to do it like exclusively, but you know you had like Aerosmith and and Run DMC. Okay. But oh yeah, even and 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 even as famously or more, you know, is uh, Anthrax and Public Enemy. But Anthrax was doing like hip hop stuff themselves <clears throat> before, and that's what inspired the idea for them to do Bring the Noise with Public Enemy. But they they used to do they have the song called On the Man. Mm-hmm. and it was just it just fucking
1: drums and the incredible that's what i remember them from
0: yeah that that <laughs> yeah. their cover of bring the noise with public enemy
1: you know what's hilarious i know them from tony hawks pro skater to both of those bands rage against the machine and public enemy because i used to love fucking playing tony Hawk. uh, tony hawks pro skater
0: tony hawks pro skater had a fucking had dope soundtracks especially the early ones
1: Broke my leg because of that fucking game.
0: One, two, and three. That's why you started skateboarding?
1: Yeah, because I thought it was That's... fucking awesome.
2: <laughs> yeah. I, I did it in the video game. hard could it be in real life. <laughs> yeah.
1: Nah, and my friends were like, they, they had skateboards, and I'm like, ah, oh, well, I want to hang out with my friends, and I'll be running after them like, a, <laughs> like, the, like an idiot. Yeah, <laughs> right. Not... So I got one. We would skate the streets, and you know i was learning how to ollie and do stupid shit but then like one day they're like let's go to the skate park and i'm like all right and then we go to the skate park and they're all dropping into the bowl and then they're like hey try it and i'm like i don't know (laughs) so (laughs) so i try it and i break my leg on my first attempt
2: when your first thought is i don't know it's usually one of those things where you know that when you do it something bad's probably gonna happen like that, that that's just from like personal experience for me. I'm like, I don't know if I should be doing this. Just doing it, like, okay? And then you know, you're at the hospital. Yeah.
1: <laughs> it wasn't a good idea. No. I still like Tony Hawk Pro Skater, and I continue to buy the games and play them. I never skated again. That's probably a good idea. It's better. <laughs> the, it's better you yeah. skate with your
0: thumbs than try to skate. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Nah, man. Rage was Rage was an incredible mm. band. Um, angry, political mixing hip-hop and and punk and rock and together and stuff and just I mean I was I was at that age when it was coming up and starting you know I, uh their second album was the when I heard bulls on parade that was the first time I'd ever heard them in evil Empire
1: so yeah 96 on-
0: so I was like six, sixth grade going into seventh grade maybe
1: and throwing a rage song and trying not to work out
0: Yeah, that's where I first heard them was um, actually was lifting for football up in our high school. And there was this guys that were like three years older than me. One of them or actually I'm friends with the two of them still, but they uh, they introduced me to Rage up there lifting with them. So
2: I feel bad because I completely forgot about them when I was doing this list. There's just so many bands in my life. Like, as I'm writing up this list, like, I'm like, guarantee if I be more that you guys say that, I was like, oh, all right, all right, I forgot all about those guys.
0: Yeah, I mean, it's easy to do. It's really easy to do. But, yeah, without Rage, I definitely, like I said, I wouldn't be the hip-hop artist that I am. And Zach, one of my favorite Run the Jewels tracks, Zach's on the third verse. And if you want to hear some, I mean... I wasn't a big audio slave fan. Raphael and I have talked about that, but it was because I loved Rage Against the Machine so much, mm-hmm. and it just... That shit didn't cut it for me. Right. I like Chris yeah. Cornell. I like the two entities separate. Prophets of Rage was pretty cool. I'm, I I would like to see them again, because I had to leave the show early because of my girlfriend at the time, but um, <clears throat> I got to watch, like, half their set see be real and chuck d with rage against the machine playing rage against the machine songs their songs some cypress hill and public enemy songs and then they even played like a couple of um they played coachies but be real and chuck rapped over it instead of fucking but they didn't like they they wrote their own verses so it was just like that groove and then them fucking rapping so they remixed it. Yeah, they remixed it. It was pretty cool. Nice. But uh, uh, Zach had a really cool solo project called "One Day as a Lion." Check that out. That's what I got. Um, Ryan.
2: Well, you gave me the lead up, so <laughs> my number nine is Chris Cornell,
0: <laughs> and I. <laughs>
2: And I had to put Chris Cornell just as his own because for me, Temple of the Dog, Soundgarden, Audio Slave, his solo work, it all like the first time I heard his voice I was sucked in. Yeah. And I'd just been like been a big, big fan of his, like probably closing on like twenty years now at this point, right? So he's I don't know, like to me, everything that he did was similar but different. He always was able to put his own little twist on things. I found the way that, like how you said, you don't, you're not a big fan of Audio Slave to me, or not, yeah, I of the to me the way that they were able to kind of mesh them to like, I enjoyed that. Yeah. Um, but I mean, it is a, like you know we have said before we're talking about this. It was like you know, to each their own. To me, <clears> they,
1: <throat> to me they were the super group that got it right. They were they were the yeah. ones that were able to mesh, like you said, mesh their styles together really well. And I, I have them higher up um, in my in my list just because i think i was right around the point where where they came where they came out where i was like really really into music listening to a lot of music taking trips to mexico 36 hour trips to mexico and then being in mexico and having just music and my game boy so i i I got to fuck with a lot of uh audio slave at the time (laughs) I, i liked rage too but i got to see the development of audio slave and then when they hit with Cochise, oh my god, dude, come on! How do you start off a band with that like video? That it.
2: That, that, song? It? that might be like one of the, like the like for a band. Uh, I mean, those guys were all established at that point, but for like, their like for a band's first CDs, first track to be just to come up just like that strong was amazing. Like, I remember I picked it up, I like, heard on the on the radio, and picked up the CD and just was like blown away by how they that was the opening track and then how. it – Everything else, I mean, they, were, they had like their slower songs and they had the, their more pump up songs too at the same time, which is like a, I found that they put a real nice twist on that on a lot of different uh songs on that first album. See, I really liked
0: uh Coaches when it came out, and I was like, okay, this might be all right. And then <clears throat> their follow up stuff was just kind of meh yeah. to me. I didn't, the hits, the singles, like most of them. Uh, like they are they're good songs. They were well written. It's just, I don't want to hear Rage Against the Machine playing fucking soft shit. That that's yeah. how you
1: that's how you take it, right? See, and how I, how I explain it, I like it because I like the purity. It's rock, like I and, and and I like rock and roll. And I and I sound so fucking nerdy. Rock and roll. I like rock and rap together. I like that shit too. But to me, I like the purity of Chris Cornell's rock voice, one of a kind voice, with Rage's heaviness. Like I can
0: appreciate it. I think it's good. It's not like I don't think they're a good band. It. Mm-hmm. I I still want Rage Against the Machine to be together. I still want them making music, especially right, right. now. Like there there is no better time for Rage to come back. And and they tried, they did a comeback for a, a hot minute where they just played a couple of festivals and I never got to see them I've never got to see him I'm pissed off okay I'm fucking pissed off and I take it out on Audio Slave You do cuz Zach stopped the fucking band he's he put a halt Hey listen I still really? fucking I I've I've, I've had my peace with Zach but you know what what Zach came out with was still pretty cool to me mm. and true to Zach in comparison to what audio slave was
2: see the thing to also for me like with audio slave like <laughs> i do enjoy all their stuff but their singles to me like you could tell they're almost like like nickelback in the sense where this, they they wrote they wrote specific songs to be singles
0: it felt and, nickelbackish and had,
2: but i think like nickelback they had two albums that were really underrated because no one heard anything but the singles, and the singles were just that god-awful crap. But the rest of the album, no one heard, was, had some solid songs. So Audio Audioslave has the same thing where they had a lot of buried gems, but a lot of people weren't exposed to it because they just heard what was on the radio, which I've, is unfortunate.
0: I've listened to their, their albums, too, and it just didn't really do anything for me.
1: Hey. Eh, eh. huh? I don't know.
2: Do you, you want to rage? Cornell, Chris Cornell can do no wrong to me. That, that's how I see it. So like I,
0: I I I again, it's not like I disliked it. I just I, I like Chris Cornell's voice. I, I'm, I love Soundgarden. I like Chris Cornell's solo stuff. It I don't want Tom Morello and fucking
2: yeah. I don't I mean, let's be honest, like Chris Cornell probably wrote the most iconic to me. I would not. I wouldn't say iconic because iconic would be Goldfinger. But he put be the best James Bond theme song for Casino Royale because like, he came out hard and raw when they were trying to reboot that franchise. I mean, he even made that work.
0: I'll take your word for it. I've never heard the song or saw the movie, but I have heard. I don't like James Bond, man. Ah, <sighs> do you like the Daniel Craig James Bond? I can't, I, I've tried. He's so dreamy.
1: <laughs>
0: I think I tried to watch, what was the first one he was in, Quantum Solace? No, no. it was uh, Casino Royale. Was it
1: That's
0: Casino? what I'm
2: talking about. Oh, no. I'm yeah, kidding. and Quantum Solace was horrible. This did the follow-up.
0: I don't know. I don't remember which one I watched. I know I try, I've i watched a couple of Pierce Brosnan ones and the old ones, but I don't really like James Bond. But I've heard I've heard other people say the same thing about Casino Royale's theme, so that's why I
2: said yeah. I'll, take,
0: I'll take your word for it.
2: There's, you know, you gave what was it? Uh, uh, listening to audio or no, Zach's uh, single uh, solo stuff. Yeah, uh, it was my suggestion. Just go listen to, to Chris Cornell. You know my name. Four minutes of your life.
0: That's the name of the song from Casino Royale. Yeah. You know my name. Okay. Yeah. I have my Spotify in front of me. I will I will do that for you because I love you and respect you. Even, <laughs> even, is, though, even though y'all were attacking me because I don't love Audio Slave. I'm sorry, bro. I, I, I didn't attack
2: you. I said deep's their own. Y'all love it either.
1: I'll
2: admit it. <laughs> uh,
0: Raphael. All right, Ryan, do you have anything else about Chris Cornell? Uh
1: no, I'm good. Yeah. Raphael? Uh, my number nine would be Stevie Ray Vaughan.
0: All right, good pick.
1: Nice, Stevie Ray Vaughan. Um, I don't think a lot of people really know about Stevie Ray Vaughan. Uh, to me, he's one of the top five guitarists of all time.
0: Yeah. Who?
1: Yeah. Who's a, Who's able to recreate? we Will do their own little version of Voodoo Child. From uh. Yeah. Jimi Hendrix. From
0: Jimi Hendrix. Yeah.
1: Yeah, and to me his style was always a controlled chaos, man. It was so I I don't know I I, I just like that blues style that he had. It was so unique. I don't know. No, Stevie was amazing. Yeah,
0: he was amazing. His career was cut way too short.
1: Yeah,
2: helicopter accident.
0: Yep. But
1: yeah, was- he's
2: one of those ones he yeah, I was say, he was one of those ones you just kind of wish that wasn't involved in like that tragic loss, and they could have just to kind of see like what would have happened with their career, where that where they would have gone, like because he was that kind of a mind, right? Like he could have done different, not different things, but he could have just kept it going, maybe switch. I mean, put out a specific type of album, like a different genre. Yeah. Uh, and, like and not like like uh coming of the Rolling Stones put out a blues album just because they were influenced by blues. You could see there are some artists out there that you can see their influence despite not doing necessarily a full, uh, that kind of uh, genre.
0: Yeah, like a Bruce.
2: Dude.
1: Yeah. What
2: was crazy about Stevie was
1: he didn't even know how to fucking read music. He just played what he felt. That's what he said. He said when he tried to actually read music and try to play a song off of the fucking sheet, he couldn't, he just couldn't put it together and it just didn't make sense to him. And he says he played what he felt.
0: That's the blues, man. You got to play what you yeah.
1: feel. Yeah, dude, he, that's... He, he makes that guitar cry. He makes it talk, dude. It's fucking incredible. I
2: was gonna say that sounds like me. Like when I had to take band in school, I couldn't read the music, but when I tried to play the trumpet, it sounded like two cats being skinned alive. <laughs> and that's why they just gave me the passing mark and told me not to play the instrument. The rest of the class.
0: <laughs> God, I gave. I, Two, three years uh, Almost three years Yeah three full years Of fucking band In ele- Upper elementary And fucking middle school Until they told me Band was more important Than sports And I was like Yeah Band's not getting me Into college So <laughs> I quit
1: Yeah now When you're feeling blue Put on some Stevie Ray Vaughan
0: You'll either get sadder <laughs> Yeah Or feel happy Um, what about your? You got anything else on Stevie? Nah, that's it. What about your number eight?
1: Uh, my number eight. Let's see. Uh, the Wu Tang Clan. You probably have them on. I do. I do. See, I, I I didn't get into them until much later, a lot later than you, and a lot later than I should have actually in my music, like history. I guess in my music, my cousin didn't give me Wu Tang Clan early on. I had Eminem, Dr. Dre tupac biggie but he never gave me wu Tang clan and i believe i asked him for it. he just never <clears> gave <throat> it to me and then eventually when i started smoking weed and maybe it was destiny maybe it was supposed to happen like that after i started smoking weed that summer i went back and i'm like hey dude i'm like you never gave me wu Tang clan and he, he had it in his car and he's like here you go he had the, like an mp3 with all their shit he's like here you go and that summer in champagne um just I would listen to Wu-Tang Clan that whole that whole summer and I I didn't have their best hits or like their greatest hits to go off of. I just went off of what what I liked listening to their albums and he would ask me he's like, what's your favorite song and I would be like Visions. He was like, "Whoa, was like what the hell?" He's like, "You're just pulling out random ass songs." He's like, "Those weren't like the hits." He's like, "That wasn't like one of their top hits." I'm like, "I don't know, that's just one of the, the songs that I that I picked out in the beginning, but right away I was hooked. Who who's not who's not hooked onto Moutain?
0: Right, man. I don't, uh, I
1: don't know how you don't. I want I want to hear your thoughts because you grew up in that.
0: Man, I remember. What was I was like nine or ten, t- probably ten, probably ten. The first time that I heard Cream and. Then, so I, I like that song, but then when I first heard, like, a, um, I don't even remember, one specifically off of off of Enter the 36 Chambers, but um, just hearing that many guys rapping <clears> on a track, it might have been, you know, nothing to fuck with or whatever, but just, he, you know, to hear almost everybody in the clan, it, it
1: fucking blew my mind. Yeah, like, dude, they're all the so
0: good. What fuck is going on? Like, there's so many different styles and...
1: So even he, old dirty bastard with his raunchiness, he still had good lyrics. He still had good rhymes. Like he was still good, even though he was really raunchy and really fucking nasty. That was just him. That he was added his flavor.
0: That was his. That was his style. That's why he was the old dirty bastard. Because there was yeah. no father to his style.
2: Right. <laughs> like that uh, he's basically my exposure to the Wu Tang Clan. I was, I say, it was eleven or twelve in school and one of the kids in my class came to wearing a Wu-Tang clan shirt and on the back, it just had all their names and the teacher was looking at it one like, day when he was doing whatever. And like, you know, she called him and says, Jacob, what's up? what's up? Let me see that shirt. She's like, you go to the bathroom right now. You turn that shirt inside out and then come back to class. Cause it said bastard on this. Yep. So, so I, am like, okay, well, whatever that guy's shirt is, I'd probably check it out. So It was uh, much music. Or M T V, whatever station it would have been and I just sat there waiting to see like if they would come up at any point in time just to see them. And it took me probably hours of watching god awful stuff before I saw them for the first time. I was like, Alright. I dig. Yeah, man.
0: And then it all the all the solo like they've put out more music solo than they have as the Wu Tang clan. Yeah, but each member solo album has different members on it and shit. Half of the the earlier ones were all produced by Riza.
1: That's how they were able to actually get money, right? Through because their uh, record label was trying to screw them over or something.
0: Yeah, and
1: they're like, you know what? We're just gonna put our own, our own individual albums. We'll do an album every so often, but well, fuck you guys,
0: RZA was signed before. Okay, as when he was Prince Rakim. And got fucked by who was it? Oh fuck, Def Jam maybe. (laughs) But anyway, he got fucked by somebody, and so uh, after his contract was up, that's when they like he started. They started putting together the Wu Tang Clan, and like I think Jizza had a record out as a genius. (laughs) <laughs> or like some kind of you know was trying to get a deal or whatever, and they fucking got a bunch of rappers from all over the different boroughs. Some of them, you know, Jizza and and ODB are related, and Rizza. But yeah, they just put the clan together, man.
1: Meth was just a badass. He had been on Biggie's shit. Was that before or after? Was he on Biggie's album? After I believe Okay I don't know man I don't remember But meth Meth has always been known to be A badass MC You kind of hate on him Because he He's always missed the shows
0: I don't hate on meth But he owes me Fucking
1: Three (laughs) goddamn
0: shows (laughs) That dude has Fucked me Three (laughs) times First time I was supposed to see Red and meth And they cancelled like The uh, Like two days before the show And then they were (laughs) supposed to Reschedule And never did Okay. Fine. Fast forward a couple of years. There was two really big concerts coming up in the month of October that year, and it was Nas's twentieth Ilmatic anniversary show. And at the beginning of the month and at the end of the month, it was supposed to be Method Man in Grand Rapids at the Pyramid Scheme. Boom. Cool. Bought tickets for both shows. Meth rescheduled the show, canceled the show on the 24th and moved it up to the 9th or something like that, the same day as Nas. And I was like, fuck that. I'm selling my fucking Method Man ticket. I'm not missing this Nas show because it's the 20th anniversary show. (laughs) And then he canceled that show. Mm. And then last summer, I saw Wu-Tang Clan. And obviously, with the exception of ODB, every other member of the clan was there, except meth.
1: I don't blame you, dude. I'd, I'd be pissed, too.
0: I got love for meth. Although, Ghostface is my favorite, so yeah. I love Ghostface. I love me some
1: Ghostface. It's
0: fucking Tony Stark, man. I love Ghost and Raekwon. <laughs> but go, when Ghost came out on stage I got so hyped Like RZA was the first dude out And I was stoked Because I didn't expect RZA to be there And I was like As long as fucking Ghostface is there And, and if Raekwon's there That's a bonus Because you never know What fucking Wu-Tang members Are going to show up mm-hmm. And when Ghost came out I was I was high as fuck I had had so many dabs And I just got hype <laughs> Just hype as shit <laughs> but They put on a fucking great show Woo, good pick, Raphael. I actually, have them coming up in a couple picks. So,
1: <clears throat> you got anything
0: else you want want to say about That's, Luton,
1: that's
2: it for me, Ryan. Uh, <clears throat> I went to kind of like a kind of like a twofer, I guess for so this one. It was uh, Ice Cube and NWA because I couldn't really differentiate but between them. I really didn't, like I. Didn't grow up listening to N.W.A., but when I was first exposed to them, I really got into them, and that just kind of led me into Ice Cube and following his career and listening to him for a number of years there. Even following him after filming Anaconda, I stuck with him.
0: <laughs> what about? Uh, are we there yet?
2: I'm not gonna lie, I actually like that movie. Oh yeah, <laughs> so yeah, it was like What about the second so one? Like, That's the one
0: I meant. Are you? Are we done yet?
2: Yeah, I always fall into those can't be family movies I don't know why it is but they always get me It's cause you're a dad <laughs> I'm like
0: what, what is, is this? Ice Cube come on I'm Like what is this garbage Get out of here <laughs> Get out of here His son was fucking awesome As him in, Oh yeah in, in uh, uh, Compton. To
1: yeah I like me some NWA But I was uh you grew up more in the Dre era. Right. I went back and I listened to him. I could fuck with some N.W.A. and I got the shit, but uh, I'm a little bit too young. But like I said, I go back and fuck with them, but Dre hit more of an impact with me just because I yeah, saw him first as a solo artist.
2: See, and that's the thing. Like I definitely like they were long finished when I first had heard them, but for some reason. I don't know if it was the the beat or what it was at the time, but something just kind of caught my ear and just kind of like, they just like, you know, just perked the attention and I just went, like, listened to it and then, you know, felt kind of awkward being this like pasty little ghost of a kid (laughs) buying a gangsta rap CD. Yeah, the (laughs) first of gangsta rap. And it was like, but the place, it was like this uh, little like run down CD record store in Windsor. I'm like, I feel so out of place. Walking around like going to like the rap section, I'm like, okay, does that is that, that cool? It's all good and, like they're they're getting your money. They don't care unless like I felt so awkward and but, yeah, like ever was that was probably one of the best purchases I would have made because it's just one of those like just stuck with me for years and years and years, and years after.
0: Yeah. I like Cube. And I'm and that's- I vaguely, like, I kind of remember NWA when I was a kid, but it was more just, like, faint. But, like, Dre, when Dre blew up, him and Snoop, that's, and then, oh, yeah, NWA. And then, you know, Cube was blowing up at the same time. Um, Yeah. I mean,
2: I didn't realize also, like, how influential, I mean, I knew how influential they were to, like, to the West Coast scene and all that stuff. But when uh, that 30 for 30 on Straight Out of LA about the LA Raiders and uh, an NWA and how they just meshed, I did realized like uh, how big they not big into sports, but how they pushed like sports apparel on onto the music scene because they would be walking around wearing like the gangster style. It was uh, the LA Raiders were like a, a, just a gang on the field, so they associated with them. Sort of wearing their their colors and that, and people just started. They know what's up.
1: It was,
0: they I always
2: mean, wore the socks. Hey,
1: yeah, it
0: was the what's Raiders. Up? Yeah, it was the Raiders and the socks. I was gonna say just the black and white. It was the it was black so. and white. It was always Raiders and socks. <laughs> yep. Oh man, that's a good pick. Um, my number eight. Right, that's where we're at
1: eight. Yeah, yeah. the king of pop. Michael Jackson. I wanted to put Michael Jackson. He's not a real mention.
2: Ooh.
1: Get out of here.
2: What pedophiles, man? I'm sorry.
0: We're talking about music.
2: Same person, though. Musician. Wild toucher.
0: Never proven.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Never proven. Macaulay Culkin's cruise went so good. He spent one night never Neverland a ranch. He came, it was a crackhead. Yeah, nothing happened. Oh, you can't
0: blame Ma- Macaulay Culkin on Michael Jackson. Have you never seen anything well, on Macaulay Culkin's-, from- Macaulay Culkin's Macaulay Culkin's <laughs> parents.
2: Macaulay Culkin's oh, good parents.
0: Fucked him. They pimped him out. All of his they kids.
2: Michael Jackson.
0: They pimped him out to Hollywood. <laughs> Fuck you. He made Thriller. Don't you attack my pick.
2: <laughs>
0: Don't you fucking attack my pick, god damn it.
2: You went after audio Slave.
0: I have not attacked any of yours. <laughs> I have not attacked anything, but now it's on, bitch.
2: <laughs> now,
0: now, you, now, you, now, you, now you fucking did it.
2: Give me a couple more picks and you guys can raise me and destroy me all you want.
0: I wasn't going to do anything. You attacked my pick. That's fucked up. I just wanted to talk about Michael Jackson and how he made Thriller. You ruined it. <laughs> you ruined it. I'm done. <laughs> Raphael,
1: you're a I love me some Michael Jackson, too.
0: <laughs> Fuck
1: you, Ryan. <laughs> <laughs> um, Number seven? Sure. Yeah, my number seven is yeah, right. Because yeah, my blue tang clam my number eight. Seven, uh, red hot chili peppers. I really like the. I really like the peppers. I think I think it was something that I could connect with on a social level with people, but yet still enjoy them on a musical level. Even though Anthony Kiedis never fucking put lyrics together that ever fucking made sense. No. Never. (laughs) But see, that's the beauty of it. I didn't care. I just wanted to listen to the music, even though he wasn't saying anything.
2: Well, that was like the the, By The Way. That song (laughs) was literally just sentence after sentence of just like, not even sentence, it was words, like, boot cut. That was was the one, that was the lyric, done. It's like, no meaning to it at all.
1: John Frashante, Flea, and fuck. The drummer, Chad Chad, Smith. Chad Smith, yeah. Will Will You know. Yeah. They're both the same. He doesn't but, like that. Uh, he got he, he got it.
0: so pissed off at some dude.
1: But didn't you see they did the the thing? The to yeah, jumping jump together? Yeah.
0: yeah. He was playing like a little club gig with some band, like like filling in for some friend of his band or whatever. Just and there was this guy out in the crowd just screaming Will Farrell. Oh, yeah, if he
1: did it if he was doing it a bunch, yeah, I would get pissed. Oh
0: too. yeah, Chad fucking stopped and just like went off on the guy.
2: I would have even too. even older, like if you go back and listen to the uh Hillel Slovak say, the hello Slovak. Uh, and Jack and, and Jack Irons. Like those like when they were still almost doing like psychedelic rock. I think it was uh uh Clinton uh, George Clinton produced Freaky, styley, Freaky, styly, yeah. Which it's just like to me, it's one of the most underrated albums. Like in probably like last thirty years, it's so fast and fun and different, all over the place, but it works. And it was like, they, but they were so psychedelic still until they od until Oded, and then they kind of became that uh, Mother's Milk and Blood Sugar band. They're kind of became a little harder, and then. Where they where they are late 90s to today. Well, yeah, John weird,
0: Frusciante. The weird period with Dave.
2: Oh, uh, uh, Red Hot Minute was a uh, red hot <sighs> pile of burning garbage. Can't stand that. The only good thing that came out of that was the uh, Beavis and Butthead <laughs> roller coaster of love uh, yeah. <laughs> video.
1: <clears throat> Your love is like a roller coaster, baby, baby.
0: Poor Dave.
1: Yeah, I, I could still jam out to some, uh, some Red Hot Chili Peppers. I no, like Mother's Milk, uh, Blood Sugar, Sex Magic, California Cation, and By the Way. I could fuck with all those albums. They have a lot of bangers on them.
0: Yeah. They had a lot of good songs like uh, going back. Like Ryan was saying, I'm freaky styly. And
1: favorite the- bass player of all time is Flea. And we share the same birthday, which I found out like four years ago.
2: Yeah, like his uh, his style is like it's never changed. Like he still mm-hmm. kind of has like, like, well, was it like however it was that he started, he just kind of like adapted to whatever the song was, but it's always the same. It's all like it's like each album he's gonna have this kind of song, that kind of song, but like it you always
1: flea when you hear it, you're like, Oh that's flea.
2: Yeah. Oh I got <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Josh Klinkoff, but that's it. The new, new guitarist, that's it. even he's not that. Like he works well in the band too.
0: That's who I saw with the he was he was playing with them. It was early that period. Because I've only, I've only seen the Chili Peppers once, and I think it was like 2012
1: or 13. Okay. I fucked with a little bit of Stadium Arcadian, but I couldn't do it after that. After John Frusciante said like the next album was his last album too, I was like, I can't. I tried to. I listen. I'm not gonna lie. I didn't try to. I gave it a listen to, and I was like, nope, not for me.
2: With the uh, stadium after stadium. Oh, yeah, after the stuff. Yeah. yeah, like I'm. I'm with you. And uh, isn't terrible. Um, the getaway I find is a little harder to listen to because they are becoming like a band of those four. Yeah. And I think that, ironically enough, I think when they really start to fall apart, to me was when anthony key started working on actually singing when he was actually like seriously trying to like hit notes that he could never hit before i was like i kind of want you to go back to singing under the bridge and not be on key because that was so good right mm-hmm.
0: go back to what you do yeah really yeah i i only they were on a festival that i was at So it was just like they were one of the bands that was on there, and I was like, "Yep, okay, this is a reason to go." I can see the Chili Peppers and
1: cool. Yeah, that's always a reason to go to a festival or a show.
0: I like the Chili Peppers. I'm not a huge Peppers fan, but Mm -hmm. I I like them. I've gone. I like their earlier period stuff um, more. I saw them
2: at. uh, I saw them actually on the on the stadium tour. In uh, the Palace of Auburn Hills. Nice. And uh, it was all, like, you know, they hit all the like all the big songs, and they all show they 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 leave the stage, and you know that they're gonna come back on for the encore. You know, the, left the stage a and No, no, no. It, they came back for the second encore, but so then it was just like one song, and that's it. And then they left the stage a second time, and the lights are on, and people start to leave. I'm like, Am I, my my. Friend goes, come on, we gotta go. I'm like, no, we can't leave yet. She said, why? They're done. Like they haven't played under the bridge. Like they will be coming out here one more time. And like within like 30 seconds, the light just went completely off. And like, it was just like the lighters throughout the entire, maybe cell phones even all across. It was like just like a goosebumps. And then wait when the, you hear like, that, bah, 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 like the whole place, like the roof flew off. It was probably like, one of the like, top five music moments that I experienced live. Just cool. really. Plus, being in, uh, in Michigan and it was Anthony Kiedis' birthday, or like right around his b- birthday, so he's in town. It's his birthday. It's right. It like basically his home city. So it was like so much more emotion. Really made the show something special. That's cool.
0: That is really cool. That's a, that's a nice moment. I uh, yeah. I saw him on Belle Isle, so almost into Canada. <laughs> <laughs> like you know, it's a it's a halfway point between Detroit and Canada, so that was cool. I was outside smoking a joint, and then I had to see Metallica the next day, and I left halfway through that set.
2: Really?
0: Uh huh. I saw like the cool shit.
2: Uh, so you were, I'm good. I'm out.
0: Yeah. I left, I left before they even ended their set and then went into the encore. Once they started playing. Did you stick
1: around for St. Anger?
0: No, I might've heard (laughs) it. I don't remember. Like they played some ride the lightning stuff in the earlier part of the set. And I was like, okay. Or justice. One Ride the lightning, some justice. And I was like, okay, this is what I want. And I was like, okay, I'm going to go grab a bus back to Detroit. <laughs> Bye. It's a good time. Good time. Um my number seven is Aesop Rock.
1: Who I've never gotten into Aesop Rock. A
0: lot of people haven't. That's why he still plays yeah. like large clubs, but the motherfucker is the truth. Dude's... I've
1: I've heard nothing but good things, even from my friends. I've heard nothing but good I've just never gotten into him.
0: He's so fucking good, man. Like, Ace is the most lyrical rapper I've ever listened to as far as, like, what he puts into his his bars. Like, you can listen to an Ace song 30 times, and each time you'll pick out something in there that you missed. Something that, or a, a bar that, or a phrase that connects together, and you're like, oh god, I never heard that
1: before. Is he an action Bronson type of dude? He sort of, I Not mean, in in the in the sense that you can that you can pull out so much, like something every time you go back and listen to it. well, me Bronson, you always pull out the one liners, and then you go back and you listen to it again, and then you pull out another one. You are like, holy shit, I totally missed this one.
0: Yeah, but um, Ace doesn't really use like Bronson uses a lot of punchlines and stuff. Yeah, and like where Ace doesn't really do that. Like, he, ha- he he does – I'm trying to think of a really good – so he has this song called uh, The Greatest Pac-Man Victory in History or something like that, and it's about him when he was, like, 13 years old one summer, like, taking acid and fucking beating Pac-Man. And he tells this whole story of this whole thing – and there's an entire 16 bars where every word, like, it, it's the first word of the bar is, starts with an L. The next word is S. And then D. And he just keeps going LSD. But he ha- goes different different okay. words
1: for it. Oh, uh, Dude, that's pretty cool. Pa- Palmer Squares does, this two guys, they do a similar thing where they were ending the end, they were both ending their, their bars with the same word. Like that they were using. They would they would do two bars and then they would move on and the two guys, the next guy would do shit like that. Dude
0: yeah, I'll They're send small you, little, I'll send you some guys. some ace stuff that you should listen to just to like start it off because I think if you gave it a chance you'd really get into him. My my drummer's responsible. He's one of the biggest ace rock fans that I know and he's responsible for why I listen to him as much yeah. as I do. And I've seen him three times now and every time he's fucking awesome <clears throat> I've I mean the dude has the greatest breath control of a rapper I've ever seen because he's he spits really fast and he says a lot of words and a lot of times he does 24 bar verses instead of 16 sometimes it's 32 like he just goes and
1: yeah dog
0: he doesn't miss words like even that's live that's urban rapper he's fucking awesome man he really is so
1: asap yeah i just haven't had anyone put me on so i need you to put me on. i'll put you on bro i'll
0: put you on trust me i think you'll dig him i think you'll dig him ryan
2: uh well great minds think alike and i had uh, the chili peppers also for my pick here So uh, since everything's been said, I'll just throw an honorable mention there that I I wanted to put in, but uh, the Sex Pistols. Okay. The Sex Pistols to me have did, you can almost argue they did more for a specific genre of music than anyone else did to their specific genres. And then with the fact that they were around for three and a half years, put out one album and that was it. And all of a sudden like, like there was a lot there were a lot of punk bands but they were the band that shaped where it would where it was going uh, from that point on and the, people can always sit there and talk about the ramones but to me the ramones can't compare to the sex pistols because the ramones had they were they were just too it they were pushed they were given the opportunity whereas the sex pistols they had in order to get any eyes on them they literally had to go to the queen's jubilation on a barge and play God seemed, God Save the Queen because they could not get radio plays. So they're like, "Fine, you're not going to play it. We're going to talk about anarchy in the UK and basically get rid of the Queen while we celebrate the Queen's j- jubilation." <laughs> so I mean, to like to me they were they were so so important to to punk. Um, I, I still rock Nevermind the Bollocks all the time.
0: All right. I like that. I like the honorable mention for the same pick. Um, you're up once again, sir.
2: Number 6 Number six. Lemmy motorhead. They're just too, like it's, I got into them randomly working in a kitchen and I was just like, you know, you're fast paced. You're going a And you hear this music that like, pushes you just to do what you're doing. And, uh, Every Saturday night when uh, I made sure the kitchen, I was running always had Ace of Spades on the rotation just because that that album is just out of this world. It's so good, and then and you think and you look at their catalog. I mean, they, they did a cover of God, God Save the Queen. If you listen to Motorhead's God Save the Queen followed by the Sex Pistols, you can be like oh Lemmy was actually saying words because you could even, he, was even, he was like Rarrr. it was so great. It's so great. You can't even hear them. <laughs> but then. And then I think uh, the one song that solidified my fandom would have been um, 1916. It's a ballad. So you can imagine Lemmy's voice trying to sing like a ballad song. It's about going off to war at age 16 years old and knowing that you're probably not going to see your family or friends ever again. Like this is probably it. The people in your platoon are going to be people that you die with. Uh, And it's so, so impactful. And it's like, again, goosebumps. Uh, when I listen to that song And, and Yeah man, It's fucking Motorhead Like Fucking they're untouchable
0: Yeah Lemmy is God
2: You would not look at rock star. I was gonna, I was gonna say you know, uh, Before you hit hey, You beat me to a Jeff But you know Who wins in a fight God or Lemmy
0: <laughs> <laughs> Trick question asshole Lemmy is God God Airheads is such an underrated movie so good.
2: And that's like, you so think also, uh, um, it you bad. Um, the rainbow barn grill where Lemmy would just sit in the corner playing the video poker. They retired the machine and the chair when he died. Really? Because, they, because that was his chair. That was his thing. Like he would just go there and spend like, was, like hours and hours of drinking and and playing video poker. Like when he died, like that's it. No one's sitting here. They gets like taped off or whatever. Like, They put up, uh, you know, they got a statue of him out there. Oh, there was a guy who was arrested in L.A. last week or two weeks ago for touching up a lemmy uh, mural. When he died, this people went out there, they put up a huge mural, and this guy was out visiting his mom or his grandmother, and he saw that it was kind of fading, and he went to go touch it up and got arrested for vandalizing graffiti.
0: Oh, no.
2: Which is kind of I just love the the term vandalizing graffiti. That to me alone is just like there's an album uh, an album name.
0: Right, that's funny. (laughs) (laughs) Raphael.
1: Um, my number six was Audio Slave. Uh, I think we already said what had to be said about them. I don't want to. I don't want to ramp up to 10 again and get into another fight <laughs> with Jeff.
0: <laughs> God damn it. I didn't even. All I said was I didn't. Uh, you guys attacked uh, me for not liking Audio Slave. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Do you got No, but like I, I saw them. Uh, honorable mention. Let me, let me check my list real quick.
0: I mean, you can talk I about Audio
1: Slave. Slave if you want. I love the Foo Fighters. Foo Fighters. Some Ooh. Foo Fighters. Nice. Hey, some Foo Fighters. Yeah, they didn't make my list, but that's a definite, definite honorable mention. Such a good um, band. And so many good albums. I wish I, I – wish I I, still have a chance to see them live, but I, I need to see them live. Me too. Me too. Uh... What was
2: it? Was it their last tour when he like broke his leg and they kept touring or something? Like or like at least the show he finished or something like that. Yeah, he, yeah, he did the, the, the
1: show. T- oh no, he did the tour. I think in a boot. Yeah, he got like a chair
0: made because then he let yeah. Axel borrow it when he was singing for ACDC and broke his leg.
2: That's what so great. Like, how, he's such a nice how guy. How many artists too? keep doing that though? Yeah.
1: Like, Dave's a fucking Dave's that dude, man. He's, and he's so multi-talented. He's a drummer, guitarist, singer, and he can collaborate with so many other artists. He He's a part of another honorable mention, Tenacious D. He's the drummer for them. Uh, Ten- I, love Ten- I love Tenacious D. They were more of a comedy album. That's why I kind of just left them out. But I listen to their albums so much.
2: So much.
0: I saw them. <laughs>
2: I thought you were going to go near Vaughn. You <laughs> took, took me for a loop when you said that Tenacious D there. No, I got my gripes with Nirvana.
0: Or even <laughs> uh, Queens of the Stone Age. Oh, uh, yeah. yeah, he's with Queens. Dude, Dave's Probot album. Probot, like, yep. Probot's yeah. a really good fucking
1: album. Them Crooked Vultures. Is yeah. He on there? Yeah. Yeah, he, yeah, it was
0: him, him and Josh and John Paul Jones. Yep.
2: Wasn't the, uh, Foo Fighter's first album was just Dave Grohl, too, wasn't it? Dave, so yeah, just, it's just,
0: first and second reported.
2: Taylor... No for everything
0: in the yeah. They had a drummer, I don't remember his name, and then they got Taylor Hawkins who was playing with Alanis Morissette at the time. If you if you go back and find like a there's a Alanis Morissette performance from Saturday Night Live from like ninety five or whatever or four and Taylor Hawkins is back there playing the drums for her. Mm-hmm.
2: Damn.
0: Yep.
1: The Foo Fighters the Foo I don't know if you guys remember The Foo Fighters Fucking uh, Christopher Walkins The Foo Fighters <laughs> I think they were on SNL And he got to present them
2: That's great
1: Dude I still Even Even now if I watch
0: it the They're live at Wembley When they go to play best of you, and it's just Dave on that fucking super long runway, out in the middle of the f- the people like playing, and you just hear the whole stadium singing with him. I get goosebumps every fucking time, every time.
2: Yeah, when you're when you're like, <clears throat> I mean, there are tons of artists who play those like huge venues in that, but there's only so many of them that can actually get the whole audience to sing. Like in queue with them. Yep. They definitely have something special to do. I mean, they uh, he's just, like Graf said, he's just a nice guy. He's just beloved.
1: Dave's a good dude. And he's not afraid to dress up like a chick.
0: That's right. Now there's <laughs> Taylor. <laughs> <laughs> I like that pick. I like that pick. Good honorable mention. Um, My number six was already mentioned Was the Wu-Tang Clan So I'm going to give an honorable mention To Pat Benatar
2: Ooh nice
0: She actually was on my list Until Earlier And I took her off for Aesop So I'm actually glad that I can throw her back on Because I fucking love Pat Benatar
1: Tag her in brother
0: She's in bro <laughs> She's in Pat Benatar. I love Pat Benatar for two reasons. Pat Benatar is a badass and she's an awesome singer. And the, But the other reason that I love her is her husband, Neil Gerardo. I think he's a super underrated guitar player. The dude doesn't get love for some of the riffs that he wrote for Pat and like this guitar solo work and shit. Like Neil Gerardo can play his fucking ass off, but everybody just focused on Pat. Which is fine. It was her band, but shout out to Neil Gerardo. And then him and Pat made a really hot fucking daughter named Haley, who tried to be a pop star but failed. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever.
2: Listen yeah, to m- what it is.
0: Listen to more Pat Benatar. God damn it. Fucking hit me with your best shot. Heart she breathed.
2: was badass, like you said. She was great.
0: She was. And those fucking songs were cool.
2: Yeah. Just looks like a hard rocking chick.
0: Yeah, because she had a fucking cool band led by her husband, i she's, she's a Mexican, bro. I don't know what you're talking about, <laughs> eh? What's going on, see You got nothing for Pat Benatar?
1: No, uh, I'm not... I Sorry, my my my, all my musical influences are from my cousin, and we're first uh, we're first generation. All right, Mexicans. All right, I'm surprised I have a lot of uh, rock and roll influences.
0: (laughs) Right, I bet there's ICP in there somewhere. (laughs) (laughs) That's
1: a year into the woods, bro. It's it's
0: in your hard drive. I know it. I know it.
1: I'm going to burn that hard drive now.
0: <laughs> <laughs> it's going to accidentally be up when I come over. <laughs> um number 5 for me is Nas. <laughs> um originally was the only hip hop artist that I had on my list. Uh like I could have put Biggie or Tupac, I mean for me, I grew up a bigger fan of the West Coast hip-hop yeah. than I did the, the, or I'm sorry the East Coast than I did the West Coast
2: mm-hmm.
0: like I, I like Biggie, Jay-Z Nas, Wu-Tang Clan KRS-One, LL stuff like that the bridge
1: is over, the bridge is over <laughs> dude,
0: BDP man KRS-One was a was an honorable mention actually, but my favorite has been Nas. Nas. I, Nas is a badass. He is. He is an absolute badass and had a very... Illmatic.
1: One of the best albums of all time.
0: Illmatic. I am. Stillmatic. Like, I love Stillmatic. Stillmatic's like one of my car trip albums. <clears throat> when I'm driving back from Detroit in the middle of the night, like I got on on Stillmatic and cruise and listen to it because it's still a great album. And it has one of... The best diss songs of all time,
1: Ether. And then him and him and yeah, him and Jay Z have the best one of the best rivalries of all time. That didn't end with somebody. It was real, brother. It was was real, brother. That wasn't a shoot. Nah, that wasn't a shoot, brother. Totally real. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, that
0: beef. That beef was real. And then they squashed it and made music together. So no,
1: and they, they have a story together too.
0: Yeah, I mean. They were the, the faces of New York hip hop for a long mm-hmm. time. And Jay <laughs> Jay's had the better career
1: success. Well money wise. Money wise. I think that's how they wanted to go, to tell you the truth. You know, maybe Nas wants more money, but I think he's wanted to be the more underground oh, absolutely. lyric lyric bass guy. And Jay Z's I I'm the money dude. Right. I'm bitches bitches and fucking money.
0: I mean, Nas is all right. You know what I mean, as far as like his wealth, but he ain't he ain't sitting in the Jay Z level, but Uh he's he's all right.
1: Kalise ain't no Beyonce, but I will still take Kalise.
0: He was uh no, he's not even with Kalise anymore. What? Uh, No, they someone else got that milkshake. They split up. Who's he? I don't even remember now. Is it Cardi? No, I don't know. I don't know. Somebody, somebody younger. Nas was just with
1: um Raphael number five right yes I got Dr Dre the doctor because of the chronic and 2001 those two albums I it's I don't know if, if it's hard or something but People are, they just can't make a weed album or like a good weed song about marijuana. And I think Dr. Dre nailed those two albums. And I don't think he's been able to do it afterwards. His last one wasn't good. No. And I think it took him that long to try to release it because he was trying to recreate this. And I'm not trying to talk shit about that. I'm just saying he just didn't get it. He couldn't get it this last one. And he just had to release something after like fucking. Well, how many years was it?
0: Fucking forever Yeah When you're talking 15 years When you're talking about His last one You're talking about Compton right
2: Compton Yeah Yeah Compton that was, like, what, like, was that the one That was like The, the free download Through iTunes also I don't or was, remember Or uh, don't I don't know He
0: put Compton Out That's with It was like an accompany Soundtrack To uh, Straight out of Compton like it wasn't okay. the songs. The songs weren't, except for at the end, I think, weren't featured mm-hmm. in them. But it's kind of like Kendrick Lamar did that whole Black Panther album. That some of the songs were in the movie, but most of them weren't.
1: Kinda I gotta to see me. that movie. Yeah, I just thought those those first two albums he dropped were fucking fired. I think anyone, anyone, and everyone can agree. You know with that statement. You know who's
0: on that Compton album that you really like now? John Connor.
1: Oh, he, I I didn't know that.
0: Connor's on a track. He's on at least one track, if not two. But if he's on one with it's him, Dre, and Kendrick Lamar, and somebody else. Corrupt, well, well,
1: Dre has a knife for talent, not only because he's. A producer, but he's also able to rap. He's not the greatest rapper, but he's able to rap, produce, and he's got a knife for talent. He's been able to pick out Eminem. Is like that guy's good? Fifty Cent. Is like, that guy's good? He's he, he's gonna make some money, and he's been able to make money off of them. Kendrick. Yeah, Kendrick. Yeah, I almost, I almost fucking passed up Kendrick. Right now, I was killing it. Kendrick. I love some. Was it Damn? His last album was fucking yeah. awesome. That's something I have in rotation now for like new music. I'm not into a lot of new music. Kendrick's definitely up there for my new music. For sure. Not in my alt ulti- because he's still developing his career. He's still in the he's still in the going right now. Like the these are this is shit that I've listened to and I've listened to the album over like like you guys have too. But like yeah. now it seems like with music, it's like people want to give you the newest. It's like, hey, look, this is new. It's like, hey, that doesn't necessarily make it good. Right. That's that shit. Like, I don't care if it's new. I want mm. it to be good. Right.
2: That's my thing. My problem, like, I really... Like, I've had people talk to me about um, Kendrick Lamar for a number of years. I think, was, I don't know, it was a butterfly. It's a pimp a butterfly. Um, yeah, like, so, when that came out, everyone just tell me, oh, you got to listen to it, got to listen to it. But to me, like, I didn't... I haven't even... Like, not that I didn't give it a chance, but I just haven't listened to it because I've been so stuck in my stubborn ways of just, like, things that I have been hearing the last... Good kid, bad city. ...or so years. It's just... I don't know, this just not, doesn't do it for me. That I'm now just kind of like grouping a lot of new artists together, which I know is not the right thing to do. But no, it just, but it happens, you know. If, if 95% of what I hear isn't that good, it's gonna be hard for me to look, to give that 5% the uh, time of day to actually mm-hmm. sit down and listen to it properly. I'll admit, I slept
0: on Kendrick until this album. Like, I had okay. listened to Kendrick's songs and some of them I liked, but for a long time, his voice really annoyed me. And when somebody when a when a bunch of people are trying to push something down my throat of how it's the best and it's so great, I usually tend to resist and push back.
1: That was me with Game of Thrones,
0: and I've done that with other shit too, but Kendrick just kind of fell into that, and then there was that control verse that he put out like a few years back
1: mm-hmm.
0: um where he was like disinfecting Big Sean and Drake and everybody like that. And so many people were screaming like it was the greatest diss song ever or whatever. So when I finally listened to it, I was waiting to hear something like the, the you know, better than Ether. And yeah. I was
2: just like, Yeah, this is going to blow your mind.
0: Okay. So you, I, just, I... you just called out a bunch of dudes that you've done features for or had features from.
1: I, I got introduced to him on Good Kid, Mad City. Yeah. And that, that one was a pretty good uh, pretty good album. He put out a lot of bangers on that one. Uh, Bits Don't Kill My Vibe. Uh, I think Swimming Pools was on there as well. Yeah. I forget all the other ones, but that, that was a good album that really got me hooked on him. And some of his earlier stuff is pretty good, too. And then he, I, I like to pimp a butterfly, but I didn't think that was one of his better ones. And I thought damn kind of is better than than that one.
0: I've heard from a couple of different people that, in, especially with to pimp a butterfly and even with damn that the best way to listen to it, to get the whole story and, and for the, for everything to make sense and flow, right. Is to listen to it backwards. Like from the last track to the first mm-hmm. track. Okay. Um, mm-hmm. I can't remember who told me that. I think it was my guitar player when I, we were doing the the acoustic show. And he said, actually, I think he even said in, in Good Kid, Mad City, like just all of Kendrick's shit. He said he's made playlists on Spotify or whatever of, of the tracks and made them in reverse. And it, the albums flow so much better and it tells the story and shit.
1: Yeah, because I've gotten Mike Kendrick. I like chunks of his albums. That's how I listen to to get. Except, Damn is a pretty good album altogether.
0: Yeah, Damn is a really good album.
2: I've wanted. To, I haven't listened to the. I, I want to listen to that album specifically and only because of Ron Simmons.
1: <laughs> Damn, <laughs>
2: the only reason when I heard it was a called Damn, like I gotta check that out just because they're gonna be doing a disservice to the great ron simmons if i don't listen to it
1: i mean if you, <laughs> you know want, he
2: has nothing to do with it at all
0: if you want to hear ron simmons on a track look no further than action bronson's ron simmons
1: yeah, yeah there's an actually called ron simmons yeah he has a, what is it, a awesome. blueprint blueprint one or two uh i think it's on two but not exactly not sure not Blueprint. That's no blue Jesus. chips.
0: Blue chips. Jesus Christ! I'm yeah. that fucking Damn. platinum. He's got the
1: actual drop of it. Yeah,
0: he's got he. And Ron Simmons does that. He goes that. This is Ron Simmons at the beginning of it too. Yeah, that's yeah. awesome.
1: And then at the awesome. end, it's like, uh, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen, the first inner or the first heavyweight champion of the, or the first African American champion of the world. It's like old school when he first won.
2: That's awesome. The title. I, love yeah. that. I love that. Yeah, man. Ron Simmons.
0: Damn. I think Ryan, you're up. Or wait.
1: Yeah, I I had Dr. Drake Five. I don't
2: know who's up next.
1: Yeah,
0: Ryan is.
2: All right. The most unique pick, I think, probably out of anyone's list here. Couldn't tell you why I listened to her. Oh, not what it is. I don't know why. Uh, I've been hooked on her for years. It's complete trash music, but I love it. Kelly Clarkson. It's my Sunday morning cooking breakfast. I want something cheerful. It's going on. Carla comes in. We dance. We sing. That's now. Before, I can tell you what it was. I just like, listened to it. I'm like, this is a fun little song. And I'm like, this is American High Life right now. He's like the most recent artist that I actually really listened to. And no problem listening to it.
0: All right. That is... Uh... Quite unique.
2: Yeah, you do, you
1: playboy.
0: I mean, hey, <laughs> I'm not here to attack your choices. <laughs>
2: <laughs> you very took on audio slaves, so it's all good.
0: I, I, I got attacked
2: on multiple picks there too.
0: Yeah, this is fucking bullshit. <laughs>
1: Hey, I didn't touch the Michael Jackson one. <laughs>
0: <laughs> um, anything else you want to say about Kelly Clarkson?
2: <laughs> oh, I got—I you know, really have nothing to say because I don't know what it is about her, but I just... Hey, man. music that I fall into, just do... I don't know.
0: You like what you like. I ain't here to judge. Uh, what's your number four?
2: Tragically hit. <clears throat> I knew they were coming somewhere. My life, my life is... Empty for the last couple of months. They're knowing for a fact that that, that that people keep on saying, "Oh, maybe they're gonna get a new singer." But Gord Downey was tragically hip. He's with him gone. It's over. Uh, I mean, they're just they're Canada. I mean, they, they have songs that like we have like uh, a band like Rush that's really well known. They just put out they, they put out good, good music, but it's music. Whereas um, Practically Hip really worked uh, Canada into a lot of their lyrics and like small stories of history that you might never know. But when you hear the song, like, Oh, I don't remember what that's about. You type it in, you find out and you're like, Oh, it goes deep. Like, um, a guy arrested for murder and spends 20 years in jail. He's, he's innocent. And it's like, they, they work it into they, the whole song is a story and it's just so mellow and so beautiful. And then you have, and then you have a song like, um, Courage, which is just like up in the up and rock and just go, 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 and it's just I don't know, like I, every time I hear them, it just makes me happy. Sad song, happy song, whatever. Put a smile on my face every time I hear them. So,
0: all right, I knew they were going to be in there somewhere.
2: The top, yeah, my top, like, I think like my top four is all interchangeable depending on the day. You and
0: Eric Halkin, the only american tragically hip fan that i know of exists i think ken's into them maybe i've never heard ken speak on their behalf i have in fact (laughs) had conversations with eric about the hip so i i had no idea what the fuck they were until i met you (laughs) yeah bro i hear they're good bro (laughs) (laughs) that <laughs> <laughs> i'm with you raphael like i only have listened to a couple of songs and they've mostly just been ones that ryan has picked
2: no put can't... me
0: on
1: bro i'll, I'll check them I out guarantee... sometime
2: i guarantee you guys both know one of their songs darkest one filmed with the trailer park boys i'd probably have to hear it
0: yeah i'd probably have to hear it and then i'd be like oh if yeah if you go, go
2: like the it was like a promotional video that they did for the first first season, or, or into maybe in between first and second. But it's the Trephite Boys, uh, <laughs> tragically hip, and Don Cherry. Don Cherry is like a he's a chicken, uh, fast food chicken delivery guy.
0: <laughs> I remember you telling me about this now.
2: Yeah, it's like, it's a funny video, but it's a good song. It's it's one of those songs that when you like listen to it and you hear the lyrics, it's like you actually like you understand it's actually like Ricky and Julian and Bubbles like in a nutshell kind of thing, the way that the song is, uh, the, the chorus, how it describes the darkest one really is the Trollback Boys to a T. So, that was that, Put them for me, put them on a whole other level. Fuck, it's our Boys.
0: Yeah. I, I guess I'll have to go back and listen to that song and watch the video. I don't remember. <laughs> Sorry. That's all good. <laughs> so, and that and the only reason i I remember that I remember you saying that, so the only reason I would have known that before is because you told me right, so yay,
2: <laughs> um, what are they bro <laughs> Raphael's
0: like, I don't know nothing about that shit, <laughs> um. My number four. Uh, <clears throat> I picked Coheed and Cambria.
2: No. I was gonna guess that they were coming up because it does just in your shirt. Like yeah, two I, ago. I have I have my on.
0: I have my coheed fucking hoodie on right now actually. So no, I love Coheed and Cambria. They're uh, I I liked Rush growing up, and they are in that prog rock. Vain Rush-inspired, and Claudio Sanchez has, <clears throat> for a man with a super, super deep voice, has a very good falsetto mm-hmm. and high singing voice.
1: Never really got into them. Heard a couple of like their big songs when they first started or when they were first getting popular, but I just never d- dwelled into them.
0: See, their their music is... their All their albums are... Um, Oh, shit, what do you call them? Concept albums.
2: Mm-hmm, okay.
0: Their first four albums all told this story <coughs> of this um, epic battle that went on. It's like space and science fiction shit. Claudio's like a huge... and He wrote a okay. comic book. here, So... They have these fucking comic books called The Armory Wars that go through this whole timeline of this shit that happened that is described in these songs, but played out longer in a series. So each album has like a series of books. It's just a it's a vast fucking crazy world. And like I first got into the band and I hadn't really listened to the whole story and I'd listened to, to to a couple albums the, the first album I got into was in keeping secrets their second album and it's still my favorite but like when I delved into it and really learned the story and and shit and the first album tells the story of the the main character which is his name is Claudio Kilgore of his parents um being murdered and shit just, it's crazy shit, but the songs are really cool. I like them sometimes, they're really poppy, but the lyrics are really weird and twisted, so it, it just works. I don't know. I like them.
2: I've always wanted to listen to them more. <laughs> um, one of the dishwashers that worked for me, uh, was a big fan. Uh, probably, I don't know whereabouts they would have been probably 10 years ago, and uh, that was like their like guys I was talking about motorhead and like Sex Pistols and that kind of stuff. They were like one of the, the rotations uh, on the Saturday night. He was just throw on their album and it was always sounded good, but I was never focusing on the music. I could just hear it and it was sounded pretty solid. But yeah. at the end of the day I would just I would, it was one of those things that just was always on the like, Oh, I should listen to them. I should go download an album or check them out or something and it was always the back burner Every right. time I would get home. You know, get home from work. You're just, you're fried. And you just put it off, put it off, put it off. And I just never have went and listened to them.
0: Well, a lot of people, even if they hadn't heard them, a lot of people know, I think it was on, I think they were here on Rock Band. Their song Welcome Home was on Rock Band back in the day. And I saw them, what was it, three or four years ago, outside. And in Kalamazoo, and there was this. They actually ended up having a tornado fucking warning. We had to go inside for a while, but Coheed comes out, and they're they're playing "Welcome Home" as their last song, and there's this epic fucking lightning storm going on behind them. And so, nice. like "Welcome Home" is like this super apocalyptic sounding fucking, um, angry intro to this album about this crazy writer that's trying to murder his girlfriend because she's a cheating whore and there's just the apocalypse the whole sky's lighting up like it was it was super fucking cool nice super cool check them out <clears throat> my number four Raphael what you got my man? number
2: four
1: my number four I got um I got the mighty mighty most deaf nice uh Most Def uh really stuck with me cuz it was the first hip hop show I went to go see and it was just by chance that I got to go see him. My cousin bought tickets and he was going to go with his girlfriend and all his uh college or not call his high school friends. Um and I guess his girlfriend fell through and he's like, "Hey, do you want to go see Most Def?" And I had only really listened to Most Def from the Dave Chappelle show when he was on there in the car where he did a segment with him. Right. Yeah, and I thought that segment was pretty awesome. I just didn't really know who he was. And then I got to go see him in the show. And then I was like, holy shit, this guy's fucking badass. He was doing the Blackstar thing with Talib Ta Kweli.
0: I was just going to ask you if, if you checked out Blackstar.
1: Yeah, Blackstar. That, that's, that, that was my first glimpse of, uh, of him. Nice. So after that, I got his albums, and I really got into Most Def. And he's able to get really political. He's able to just tell a story or he's able to just go out there and spit off the top of his head. And he doesn't seem to get tripped up and he's very versatile in his fucking language. Maybe a little bit too political at times, but I don't know at that time, I guess maybe just being one of my first shows, um, I, I, he, he just stuck. He, he was my favorite rapper for a while until, well, I guess my next pick, I'll just wait till my next pick, but until my next pick came around, he was he was probably my favorite MC. And I think a, a big part of it was the samples, too. He knew how to say, well, he took a lot, he was remixing a lot of songs, a lot of the songs that were big, but he also knew how to, how to pick samples and uh, rhyme over them.
0: Yeah, him and him and fucking uh Twelib were were amazing combination. So mm-hmm. Supposedly they're supposed to be working on a new album.
1: That's what I heard.
0: That's what I heard too. Hip hop needs you.
1: Yeah, they need most deaf. Need most deaf. Katrina Clip
0: <laughs> Need most Deaf. Need some more Hail Mary Melon some more run the jewels. Uh, what is your number three, sir? Mine. Yeah.
1: Um, Action Bronson.
0: Yeah,
1: Action Bronson's uh, my favorite rapper right now. I think he's putting steady work. It might take a dip, but it's still still consistently good for the new music out there. Again, another artist that I think gets a lot of hate for sounding like Ghostface or for sounding like another artist out there.
0: That's why I liked him because he was the white ghost face.
1: Mm-hmm. The only he, yeah. a lot of people don't like him because of that. But you know, um, at first the the first song I heard was "Get Off My Pee Pee" and I kind of took it as a joke. <laughs> <laughs>
2: um,
1: but I'm like, man, that white that white rapper could uh, he, he could spit some lyrics. So I asked my, I kept on asking and bugging quads so I'm like, hey, download that guy's shit so I can fucking take it from you and I could listen to it and it's like all right I'll get on it all right I'll get on it and eventually he fucking did it and gave me the the album uh Dr. Lecter but I was already going through it on on YouTube but once I got my hands on Dr. Lecter I was like holy shit and I just started buying his stuff on iTunes um I've been to like four or five of his shows I always try to you know give money towards it just because uh if I like something I like supporting it and after here after getting Dr. Lecter I'm like you know what I need to give this guy money for oh, what yeah. he's doing, yeah. and I, I think he's just super talented. Again, a guy that knows how to pick really good samples and for his style of rapping, and he knows how to go with it. He's got a lot of one-liners. Um, likes talking about food, wrestling, MMA, and fucking, and ex- yeah, fucking. <laughs> he throws some extravagant shit in there. You know, it to me, it's a good listen. He knows how to do funny songs, serious songs and um
0: his fucking shows are funny yeah fuck that's yeah. delicious i mean he has he, a he does, goddamn cookbook fuck that's yeah, delicious he, he does what he, he wants. Really? Yeah. yeah
1: he's he's, awesome. he's an actual chef dude you should check him out
2: i've heard um i heard him on the uh Joe Rogan show maybe two years or so ago mm-hmm. and i heard his name but i didn't know who he was and i found out through that show um that, like, I knew that through that he was a rapper, but uh, it was a bit after that I think that kind of, he was uh, at least a cook. I didn't know if he was a chef or not, uh, but I knew that he was involved in food in some way because of the TV show that was yeah. on. I think uh, for what it was uh, off of, but um, he
1: was he was a chef, I believe, at a five star restaurant in New York. Broke his leg, and all of his friends were rappers and shit like that. So he just started rapping. He wow. just started writing down shit. Just started rapping, and he's like, boom. That shit it hit and oh. fucking it blew up. Oh, Bobby Bakava. Yeah. yeah, and he just took off from there, and he just he just continued rapping, and now he's now he's got a show where he's he's got extra musical performances while he's cooking with a famous person, oh, and then sometimes awesome. he's, he'll just go and fucking play. He, he's <laughs> doing what he wants, like he's doing whatever the hell he wants. It's awesome to to I see an that. actual. And I hate using the word artist, but, like, he's getting to do whatever he wants to do musically, visually now, and, like, cooking, too. Like, he's he's, he's meshing three worlds together very well. And just because you can see the love that he has for them.
0: Dude, he had Bobby Brown on the Untitled Action Bronson show, like, I don't know, like a month or two ago and bobby's fucking playing my prerogative and actions fucking God. singing his goddamn fucking balls off
1: <laughs> it's hilarious dude, check, check him out ryan i think i think
2: you'd dig this dude and he sounds there like was, ghostface yeah there was I, a uh, a video i saw of him doing so i think it was probably when he was just starting to rap i'm guessing it was like it was a small like, outdoor show he's rapping and he just like walks through the crowd yeah no oh, dude uh, goes into a porta potty as the the door closes, but you hear him still going. And then he comes out and he's still going. Everyone just starts cheering him on. I was like, okay, this guy's maybe I should listen to this guy. I got to see him early on.
1: Uh, And we were at the cubby bear, which is a small bar. Like he got off stage and he was singing in the crowd and the crowd was going crazy, patting him on the head. And he was just walking in through the crowd and just rapping and shit like that. He bought everyone, Shots or yeah, no, he, he, he covered everyone's drink. He told everyone, but he came out with a bottle of Henny and gave the front row shots until that bottle was done. He had a, a like a little case full of uh, pre rolled joints with hash oil in them. Um, I got to smoke his joint, I got to take a shot of the Hennessy bottle, I got to keep the Hennessy bottle. It was one that's of the greatest. Awesome. That's why that's why I love Axon Bronson just because of that show, and and he's a he's he's a badass, yeah. And I kind of looked like him. So does Jeff. Yeah.
0: (laughs) Dude, when he had it, I loved when he had the G pen with his face on it. Because I I was like, oh, it kind of looks like me. I had
1: it. Yeah. No,
0: I always loved Action. And I never had really issue with him sounding like Ghostface. The only time that I got upset with Action was when he kind of was trying to talk shit to Ghostface. It's like, man, don't, don't Was bite. he really though? I I don't know the whole thing kind of got Blown out but
1: I, I think one of Ghost's guys got a little Butthurt and came at Action and Action just Kind of shut his face and then I think Ghost kind of just had to respond to and You know back his boy I don't know Action's
0: I, I, I have to go Back and, and yeah but I remember That Action said something kind of Disrespectful towards Ghost and
1: I, You know what I think you might have been right I think it, I think he said I'm I'm more I think he was saying he was like more relevant at the time. Yeah. Than, something. Than Ghost and Ghost Ghost face guy confronted action about it and action just kinda of stood there. And then Ghost came out and said that he was gonna get his hitman after him and, and kill him. Or he well, was gonna slice him up like a fat pig or something.
0: Well ghost called him out for biting him.
1: Mm-hmm. So Didn't not the... not
0: literally biting him, but biting his style. Oh okay.
1: Yeah, but the thing is, you know, but action had already featured on this guy's stuff, like
0: And ghost and Ghost was co signing for him for a long time. Yeah. That's yeah,
1: that's think...
0: that's why I got that was where my problem was was just that I think... he was he was kind of disrespectful and it was like, dude, don't bite the hand that has fed yeah. you and helped yeah. you get to where you are. Mm-hmm. Because at the end of the day that's still that's 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 the god. That's one of the fucking Wu Tang members. Yeah don't
2: didn't, disrespect uh, him. Didn't he uh, uh, actually, didn't he uh make uh Uncle Joey tap uh when he was on the Church yeah. of What's Happening Now? Joey he, he, he offered them a hit. They couldn't get he, it. he offered them a hit and and Joey Diaz was like, nah, I'm good. Yeah, I mean, it was like one of the first times truth. where he was like, I, "I can't keep this up anymore. Like, you're too much of an animal for me."
1: <laughs> they went through the first joint, and then Joey stopped after the first joint, and then actually went through at least two more because he went through like six
2: on action and uh, Joe Rogan's. Yeah, as I, was gonna say, I remember, Joe Rogan put up uh, a photo on Twitter. It's like the uh, this is Action Bronson's ashtray after like our two-hour conversation. It was just like yeah, it was like six or seven. Days. Dude, joint he smoked remnants. like four
1: <laughs> pre-rolled, and just the performance he was doing with us. Even though he did put, a, he would smoke like half of it and then put it out to the crowd.
2: Still, just a complete animal.
1: Just <laughs> an animal. There were They were king size joint papers, so.
0: Shout out to Action Bronson.
2: Yeah, I love him. Love the dude.
0: Yeah, I I like Action a lot. Ryan, number three. Uh, number
2: three. Uh, Eagles. All right. I uh spend a lot of my life. Uh, uh, hating them never liked them couldn't stand any of their songs so <laughs> <coughs> working at the uh, the cafe and there were uh, one of the stations we had on Sirius was uh, the bridge and it was all I'm like I love this song who sings it I'm like, Eagles I'm like oh okay who sings this song oh the Eagles oh okay and it, was, it ended up being like seven songs. I'm like, okay, so I actually, I don't know who I hate, but it's not the Eagles. I actually enjoy the Eagles. <laughs> so, I, don't know. And one, I picked up uh, picked up their greatest hits and started listening to it over and over. Uh, and it was around that time that their documentary came out, that uh, two-part, like three-and-a-half-hour documentary. It's just an insane story. And uh, to me, it was the... the what they really solidified how, like, how much I love them and what they mean to me is, uh, is Carla because I was always listening to them around the time she was born. So I was always singing their songs when I was rocking her to sleep. And like, she's, she loves them. Like we went to the car and she's like, daddy, put take it easy. And she's in the back seat, all three and a half years old, knowing the lyrics better than Kara. That's funny. <laughs> like Kara, Kara screws up one of the lines and then Carla keeps going I'm like, did Carla get that one right? And you didn't just shut up. <laughs> <laughs> and uh yeah so it's like to, to so for me that this like the eagles have become a band i was just ignoring for no reason that i end up loving and it's not a band that you know me and my little girl got to share all the time so to me it's kind of every time i listen to them i think of her so they skyrocketed up my list really, like really fast
0: that's awesome that's cool that you got something to share with carla like that too yeah
2: yeah, because Carolyn let me watch wrestling with the kids.
0: Well, yeah. no, not after. Remember that video? Or
2: she's tired of
0: that? That's what will happen. Carlo yeah. Fabrizio over freaking flying front kicks <laughs> Connor in the face. You know
2: what, you know what it was? It was, like, it was only like two, three days ago. Uh, she was taking the dog for a walk with Carla. So I put on the Ultimate Warrior DVD with Connor. It was WrestleMania seven, the retirement match with uh, Savage. And when she got home, the Elmet Warrior had grabbed Sherry's hair and the crowd's going wild, and Kara goes, Yeah, no, nope, the kids are never watching this. I'm like, Ugh. she goes, They can watch the UFC, they can watch they can watch the, you know, anything, but no wrestling. I'm like, God, the UFC has girls in bikinis, it's the same thing. Come on. Don't take wrestling away from me and my kids.
1: They do wrestling and the guys and the girls don't touch each other.
2: Yeah, they're tag teams. They have the intergender. Yeah.
1: yeah, but as soon as the guy tags in, the girl has to tag out.
2: Yeah. Come on, China. some China beating up Jeff Jarrett for the Intercontinental title.
0: Oh, God. I'm a
2: favorite Jeff Jarrett. You
0: could, give, you could show her Beulah versus uh, versus Bill Alfonso, but that match is bloody as shit. Uh, and violent as fuck. But Beulah kicks his ass.
1: You should show her Asuka versus some uh, Japanese dude in uh, in New Japan, where he's smacking the fuck out of her and beating the shit out of her, because she actually went up and told him like, "Hey, I want you to treat me like th- like a dude. She's like I don't want that. you to, She's oh, like, I don't yeah. want you to pull any punches. I want the full treatment." And this guy gave her the treatment plus one, fuck but that. that was that was a respect thing in Japan. Like right. she went through that to get the respect from the crowd to not just be a woman wrestler, to be a wrestler.
0: Okay. Damn, Oscar.
1: Yeah. I, I cringe when I see that video. I'm like, ooh, no. Poor Joe Walsh.
0: I feel bad for poor Joe Walsh. Why? Well, oh, there's, it's in, uh. there's a, the Netflix series, um, Big Mouth. It's a, cartoon about going through puberty there's there's a little scene in there he's like friends with the puberty monster and he brings him in when the two of the main characters have a fight and joe walsh talks about his fight with with don henley and then he's like and then don henley stops calling you on your birthday and it's just all really (laughs) sad it's just super sad
2: see and that's the funny thing too like um like the other thing with the Eagles is like the camaraderie because, uh, like Glenn Fry and Don Henley were like the, the main two guys, and they like for sure they called the shots. It wasn't, it wasn't, a, it wasn't a, a democracy, it was a dictatorship because they wanted things done specifically. They, they had the passion for the music, and like they all like fought at one point or another when the band broke up back in 1980 or 1981. And when they agreed for the Hell Freeze is over, they're going to get back together uh they made sure they like, they made sure that Joe Walsh went through rehab and was clean, and despite like, they had at that point a lot of them had stopped doing like, the, like cocaine and that, but they were still smoking weed and drinking but they uh when the band reformed, they all went completely sober to help support him because they wanted to make sure that the band could keep doing what it was doing <laughs> which is kind of a cool story
0: yeah you can't you can't have anything around Joe, oh God no. <laughs> Rafael, do you got any thoughts on the Eagles?
1: Um, I like Hotel California.
0: Yeah. I always think of that scene in um in the Big Lebowski when I he's hate, driving. Yeah. I, hate, <laughs> I hate the fucking Eagles, man.
1: I'm sure I've heard more <laughs> Eagles than I know. But That's where I, I was at, yeah. Probably. I know Hotel California. Probably. And I like it.
0: Oh, my number three.
1: Tool. Ooh, but now now now, but now now Tool
0: man, it's just, it's fucking tool. I, they've broke my heart for the last eleven years of not putting out music.
2: <laughs> Dude's got to make wine and keep up the restaurant. Has it been that long since that... um was it 10,000 um...
0: 10,000 days?
2: Yeah. Yeah. 11 years, hey? Going
0: on. Jesus. I think or yeah, I mean it was bad enough when it was 7 years an album cycle, but They still make great fucking music and a band that got better after they broke big with Undertow and replaced Paul D'Amour with, with Justin Chancellor on bass. And Justin Chancellor challenged Danny Carey and Adam Jones as players. And when they released fucking Enema, it was a completely different band and they were phenomenal. And even though they hate me, I. They can do no wrong. They can do a lot of wrong. I bitch about Tool a lot, but they're a fucking amazing band. Really good live. I got to see them last summer. Um, fortunate enough to snag a ticket in the 11 minutes that they were on sale before the bots bought them all up. And then they were on resale sites for <clears throat> like 200 fucking bucks.
2: It wasn't even, like for me, it wasn't even their music. The name that I got me into them, it was uh, Schism. The uh, the video.
0: Oh, their video. for the first great.
2: time? Like I remember the first time, like the, like watching like the music stations after school, and seeing that video for the first time. I was like, "What in the fuck?" And just watching the whole video, and just being like, "This is something else." And I, like, and then I had heard the song. Like, where well, I, I listened to the song, the next time the video was on, and kind of found out about them. And I'm not a biggest fan as you are, but I've definitely. Like, they're definitely a solid band to listen to.
0: Their old videos are great, too. I mean, the the claymation and fucking stop animation shit that uh, the Adam, because Adam Jones directed them all, and he used to work for Tim Burton back in the day. Okay. He worked on, like, Nightmare Before Christmas and stuff like that. Nice. So he took that into making tool videos. So, like, a lot of their early old videos before 10,000 days were all made by Adam. Nice. Yep. I like Tool. I do. Uh, Raphael?
1: Uh, My number two?
0: Yeah, unless you got anything you want to talk about Tool.
1: No, I like Tool. I'm not as into them as I should be, but I like Tool. I have their albums. I will throw I'll throw them on, I'll throw an no, album onto my phone. <laughs> yeah, throw them on. Throw uh on. number two. Yep. Kings of Leon. Oh, nice. Right. Um Kings of Leon. I've i followed them since they were on the Man Cow show when they were like first starting. That was my freshman year of high school when they debuted as a band and they were getting really big. Their first two albums were really raw. Their style was really raw. They had distorted guitar. They were a little country. They sounded a little bit old. They had a little bit of new in them. I don't, there was just something about them that I really liked. And over the years, they have become more polished and more studio produced and more pop, I guess I would say, just because they got popular and like some of their songs really hit hit a key with people or like a note with people. They just really hit something with people that that, that, they caught on. Those years I I dipped away and I came back and I like those albums. I can, I can listen to those albums, but they're polished. And like I said, they're, you can see where they, they, uh, I don't know. They try to, they, they try to fix it up a little bit too much. Still good. In my opinion, I still like it. And I just think they've been able to put out solid music. Uh, Over the past, I don't know just, shit. Since I was in high school, I've I've liked them.
0: I first heard of them when Sex is on Fire came out, but my roommate okay. my roommate at the time had already been into <clears throat> into them because mm-hmm. my roommate Bear was into some some different and weird shit. So he put me onto those old <sighs> albums, but I still like uh, Only by Night. I think uh, or Only by the Night. The song Closer, that fucking song will haunt your goddamn dreams. Like, that fucking uh, guitar part is just really weird and the whole story about a vampire and shit. It's weird shit. Yeah. But I love that fucking song. Yeah. It's like a song like I'm driving around down by the lake.
1: I like them because I got to see them develop and they're in my young years. So, you know, high school, all th- through high school. And they've consistently been putting out music.
0: Yeah, they're a good band. I like them. Good pick.
1: It's The first album, I can put that song. I can put. I can listen to that album three times before I get bored and have to listen to something else.
0: That that was a fucking a pick I didn't see coming. But your top five, I didn't see coming.
1: The Kings. <laughs> yeah,
0: man. <laughs> uh, Ryan, you're number two.
2: Uh, The Boss, Bruce Springsteen. <laughs> listen to him for, I mean, for, I heard Born in the USA for the first time when I was nine years old, and I started putting that up. But whatever reason it was, I grabbed the album and I put it on the CD player and just was like blown away because at they get that point, they got, I was listening to my parents' music for the most part. So I was listening to it, Beals and Led Zeppelin and Stones and that kind of stuff, but Bruce Springsteen was so different. There was so much rock and so much more emotion, and there was some feel to his stuff. And I, don't know, I just was hooked ever since. And um, it's, uh, you know, fell out of him for a while, like through in, like high school and that kind of stuff. But um, there was like a period where I just listened, I could just put it in a random song and it would just like, I could relate to something that's going on in my life at that time. Like, uh, you know, be it like, a difficult time, a good time with like whatever, I would put something on and like, I just, just by pure random hitting play and I was like, wow, I actually can I need this song right now. Like what are the odds that that?" so it happens with like you know when it was like you know the universe is telling me something kind of thing and then just went back and just listened to the whole catalog and just can't stop. Nice. Addicted to the shindig. Always addicted to the shindig.
0: (laughs) I uh I never been the biggest Bruce fan. I like some of the stuff but like the the crazy thing, like with Bruce, is just learning about like from watching the the um, Defiant One documentaries that I've I've talked about before about right. Jimmy Iovine and him working with Bruce Springsteen on on uh, Born to Run and shit like that. Like just hearing the how the crazy recording process was with that it's, it's mind boggling how anything ever got done. <laughs>
2: I heard he's a great performer. Me too. I mean, yeah, like, he's this guy, like 66 years old. He still goes on to like three and a half hour shows. And as I'm just doing this show, like he's running from one side of the stage to the next. Like, it was actually uh, live in Hyde Park from about uh, nine years ago. And he's walk he's into the, the crowd almost. Like, it was the Barry, but he's walking around the crowd, like, hugging, shaking his as he's singing a song. The song ends and he realizes he got to get back upstage, so he's trying to like book it while they're finishing the song. He's climbing up the stairs and he gets to the mic and goes, "What's with these stairs? I'm sixty fucking years old." And the crowd just <laughs> loses it. <laughs> That's yeah, funny. man, solid.
0: What time is it?
2: Boss time. Actually, oh. don't oh. I the one uh be quick here, but yeah, the oh, one God. time I could have seen him live, never seen him live. One time I had the chance to, I couldn't go because it was my brother's birthday. I was like, fuck, okay, I'll miss the show, I'll do this. It was ended up being the show when he was in Detroit and he went walks up to the mic and he goes, Hello, Ohio. And everyone boos him and he's like, Hello, Michigan. <laughs> and the crowd blew up. I actually, my wife's aunt was at the show and she was something like how great it was. I like, fuck. I was, supposed, <laughs> I was supposed to be there and I missed things. Like, that alone would have been worth the price of admission.
0: Goddamn brothers. <laughs> That's why I don't have any. No, it's not. I don't know. <laughs> um, <laughs> what is, was it number two? Yeah, number two, right? Yeah. Yeah, what's your number two? Yeah. That's no. my number two. Oh, boss was number two. What was your number three? Yeah, Eagles. Okay, I'm all fucked up on the order. I'm sorry.
2: Oh um, yeah, we're good. Is did, did you skip someone?
0: I don't know. I don't think so. Everybody did. No, three, my right?
1: my three was Action Bronson. My two was Kings of Leon.
0: Okay. Oh, so then
2: What's is your... it your number two?
0: Yeah, it's my number two. Black Sabbath.
2: Ooh a field and zap and come in i get
0: black sabbath i i fucking black sabbath was the it was the first concert that i count that i ever went to um i mean i went my my dad worked for the local festival here so i went to a shit ton of concerts like that growing up but when i was 15 my sister took me to go see black sabbath at the Andel Arena for their second half of their reunion tour in '99. Damn. Yeah, dude. And I got—I I became like a pretty big fan of Sabbath when I was like 13 or something. I don't know. Like, like the same time I got into Sabbath and Ozzy. So when they when they were going on tour, and I I wish I would have gone to the first leg so I could have saw the Deftones and Pantera with them, but uh, when they were coming around, I was started talking about going and my older sister took me cause she's badass. And yeah. so I got to see Sabbath and I've seen Sabbath three times now. I didn't, Ooh. I didn't go for their farewell tour because in protest, because Bill Ward wasn't a part of it and I wouldn't fucking do it because I love Bill Ward and I didn't want to tarnish the fact that I've seen the original lineup three times and my last time not seeing him with Bill Ward so
1: support your right to protest brother I
0: took I took a stand but dude without Sabbath there was no metal it's, it's just it dude and Geezer and I mean everybody always talks about Tony Iommi and Tony Iommi's riffs but that rhythm section with with Geezer and Bill Ward was so fucking tight so fucking tight and wrote some great songs, and Ozzy was a goddamn mess, <laughs> and still is. So that's my number two. I mean, unless you guys got anything about Sabbath you want to throw out,
1: mm. I love Sabbath. Yeah.
2: You put on Sabbath. It's metal. Fuck yeah. It's a metal is. Fuck. Yeah. I don't listen to enough of them. I love. Like I, I. It's not that I don't like them. I just don't for some reason. They're one of those bands that I will, when I live I listen to them. I feel like I should listen to them more, but just don't, or whatever, for one reason or another. I don't know.
0: You boys need to freaking sign up and use Spotify for free, because Spotify is amazing. It's free, and it's a giant library. I throw on Spotify while I'm playing video games, because you can do it on PlayStation. And nice. I listen to Sabbath while I kick guys in the head playing UFC. <laughs> I'm the featherweight champion of the world, sir.
2: Yeah. I did it. I knocked back. Oh, that, oh that training with yeah. Oh, yeah. I'm about to did fight Conor. Did you
1: the staff of Magnus? No, I didn't. To the queen? But I'm going to fight Conor McGregor so, in a
0: super fight. <laughs>
1: Not me, <laughs>
0: but my, my fighter. Uh, my number one, my favorite band of all time, the Deftones. The Deftones. Yeah. The Deftones, man. I've loved this band for going on 20 years now. I was 14. It was summer of 97. And my friend Katrina played my own summer for me. And I was hooked after that. And I listened to the shit out of Around the Fur. And then went back to adrenaline. And then when I was in ninth grade, <clears throat> or going into tenth grade, uh, was when they released "Changing the House of Flies." And then White Pony came out, and it was something <clears throat> completely different than their first two albums, but still really great. And they've evolved with. Almost every album, they've done something slightly different. I won't say that every album they put out is a great album because some people don't really like the self-titled and Saturday Night Wrist. I get really baked and listen to them, especially Saturday Night Wrist. Saturday Night Wrist is really cool to listen to when you're high as fuck. It's just chill.
1: I just started listening to some Deftones just because I think you're a good guy, Jeff.
0: Thanks, man. I think I'm a good guy too, even
1: though you attacked me for <laughs> obviously. For, the, for those like ninety seconds, I didn't think you're a good guy. Not, right now I do.
2: <laughs> He's redeemed himself.
0: I mean, I appreciate you that you didn't attack me for Michael Jackson. So. <laughs> <laughs> Ryan's over two. <laughs> but that, that's uh that's my number one uh yeah I will
1: Raphael my number one we'll let Ryan is, close it out is in it is in a eternal battle for rock gods of all time with year number two I knew you that was gonna be your number one yeah I I love me some Led Zeppelin um I never really listened to them on the radio it was more of uh, my cousin giving me a mix on a CD because he was giving me music And it was just a mix of a lot of random stuff. And Dazed and Confused happened to be on there. And he asked me what I wanted. And I'm like, "Uh, let me get whoever this is. And he's like, well, that's fucking weird. Um, And he's like, well, that's Led Zeppelin. I'm like, why is that weird? He's like, they're really old. I'm like, well, let me have it. Let's see if I like it. And I took it. And he's like, here's Zeppelin 1. He's like, if you like more stuff, he's like, I'll give you their other albums. He's like, but start off at 1. Because he didn't think I was going to like Led Zeppelin. But, I like I said earlier, with Stevie Ray Vaughan, I really like blues. And Jimmy Page kind of incorporated that kind of guitar style with his solos into it, I thought. And then the rhythmic bass of fucking John Paul Jones, I, I, I don't know. It, it had a really blues feel to it with the rock and roll. That's why they're not heavy, heavy, but they were kind of considered heavy for the time. For sure. Yeah. But I, I just like the mix of uh, of music. And they were all powerhouses. Robert Plant with the voice. Jimmy Page with fucking being the badass god guitarist that he is. Uh, John Paul Jones writing the music. And then John Bonham, the fucking thunderous drums. Bonzo. Yeah, dude. He, he would get solos. Who gets solos to themselves? Where these guys would and just
2: they, walk yeah, up I I'll I still throw on Moby Dick mm-hmm. uh, live from uh, the song. "Remains the same and Just like 13 minutes of him basically just doing this thing, like, he, he's getting tranced by it. You. Like, you hit, the, you, you're watching, hip you hit pause, and you're like, There's still eight minutes, how? And you're like, You go back, and you're like, Oh, yeah, never mind, it's still good. Like, <laughs> dude,
1: they knew what they had when he died. They're like, That's it, we're done. We're done.
0: John was playing Moby Dick for real. <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, I, I've just always liked them. Um, Zeppelin one through four has always been on my phone. I've always had all their albums, but if I need space, one through four is definitely always going to be on my phone. And it's just CDs I could just throw on and listen front to back. Yeah, oh, yeah. and they, their styles change, but you know, I I, I, I liked it. I liked their cha- when you know their variations. It's still it was still at Zeppelin. And that Zeppelin. Oh. That's why I like me some Grant Van Fleet. I,
2: I honorable mention right there. <laughs> how about the stairway to heaven almost never being released because the first time that they ever played it, I was at a concert in Northern Ireland and the fans hated it because it was too mellow and the band decided last minute to say, you know what, let's just put it on the album regardless what the feedback was and see what happens.
1: Hmm.
2: And that song ended up becoming like, one of the most iconic rock songs in history. Right, one of the most FM played songs of all time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it was almost just because these fans wanted to hear something fast and hard, and they played Sarah Heavens, They're like, ah, should we release it? Should we not? Like, dude, I,
1: I used like, to watch them live. I, I have a couple of their DVDs. Like, well, at least one of their DVDs, How the West Was Won. I had another one, but like one of my friends kept it. The song remains the same. He kept that one where it had the Gibson on the front, and it was like it was yep. like almost like translucent into like stone. It was like part of a stone or something, I don't know. It, it I they exuded rock and roll and sex and drugs. Yeah. They were just everything about them embodied rock and roll, their style, their look, their li- like their life, just how they lived life. They were I don't know, they were, they were badasses and to me they they still ring Like to this day, like is a badass band to me. At least, like is good music. Like I, I well, they're still in commercials. How long ago weren't they uh, in Cadillac commercials? They were just in the Thor movie.
0: Yeah, they were. They were in Ragnarok.
1: Yeah. So. Quite a bit. They could still use them to, even though they they have been using retro soundtracks, but still, you know. That's getting them to
0: give permission is the hard part.
1: Yeah, yeah, they're stingy with that because they're rich. They're rich as fuck. So they're like, why? It's our music. Give us more money.
0: And Robert Platt wants to just play weird versions of Led Zeppelin songs.
1: Yeah. They, 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 after Bottom died, it all got weird, and they just.
2: Well, that was there was always the talk of like, like they were the like one of the first bands to say like no nah, like we're done like Zeppelin is us and that's it and I think it was. Maybe in the late 90s, could have been a bit later, but um, there was talks about a reunion tour with uh, Jason Bonham. Mm, and cool. I and I think they've done maybe like a one-off show here and there. Yeah. But they've they've refused, they refused to do like a full album or a full tour. Like they will say like you know there's a show. Like something, say with something like uh, like Live Aid or something, they would throw they would do some like that for a purpose. But it's not like they're gonna start getting the band back together and tour the world just because.
0: Robert Plant was really negative about that one-off show, too. Like, real negative about it.
1: To me, like, I didn't like the what they did either with the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. They didn't even invite John Paul Jones. It was only fucking Page and Plant up there. That was really dickish. Because they were all talented and they all brought an aspect to it. But John Paul Jones, to my knowledge, wrote a lot of the music. He, like, composed a lot of the music itself. Mm-hmm. And that's, mm-hmm. that's a dickish yeah. thing to do. Does not fucking hit him up for the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame.
0: Page and Plant, baby. Page and Plant. Yeah,
1: baby. yeah, but yeah. That's what money does to them, to people?
0: It's a good pick. Yeah, definitely. That was a good pick. I, I expected that to be your number one, Mr. Dempsey. You have the floor, sir.
2: You too. My fuck you too. You know, and I know what <laughs> everyone everyone says that to me. It's never changed my opinion. The moment I heard War and they start off with Sunday Bloody Sunday, that was it. I was hooked at that song. And I don't know. They're bad albums I find good. They're good albums I found phenomenal. They're like the, they're probably one of the biggest bands where like in the world where it's either you love them or you hate them. There's not a lot of middle ground with them. And I don't know. Just, I just they've always always been good to me. There's been, like I, they, I mean, like I said, like, my, like a lot of my top four is all interchangeable depending on a day. But you two will always be the my favorite band.
0: All right, I, I, I they got some good stuff. They got some really bad stuff. Don't ever force your goddamn album onto my fucking iPhone again, you two. It was such a bitch to get that fucking thing off. Didn't you have
2: to actually download it, though?
0: No, it automatically downloaded for you. You didn't have a choice. It just showed up with an update.
2: Oh, okay. So remember just, like-
0: one day, there was just you two on my phone.
2: Yeah. Yeah. You said you don't force an album on me and then you two at that time and being rap for a second there.
0: No. I was just talking about you two fucking forcing it on me and oh, so putting it sense. putting it on my phone without my permission. That's no. And it was like one of their new it was their new album. It wasn't even like a good album.
2: Oh yeah, it was that was like their big release thing with Apple.
0: Yeah, it was bad. Everyone was pissed.
1: Yeah, I got nothing. I I don't know. I, I got, got nothing. nothing. I got a I got a free U two album, so I wasn't pissed. I you know. I said my piece about U two. I I just know they've made fun of Bono for being a nice guy. <laughs> <laughs> <About> <laughs> <it>.
0: seventeen Kirks
1: <laughs> that's, a, that's all I know. Like I've heard their songs for sure. I've heard their songs, but like I'm not. A, like I said, a fan.
2: Yeah, what it is. They're a fan. They're the kind of band where they're like or you don't like. There's not like there's there they're that kind of band that just doesn't have a lot of middle ground to them. I and think that's I'm white enough. I'm just going to go out and say it. <laughs> <laughs> Bro, I'm white and I don't like you too. So
1: <laughs> they're just a hater, though. I am, but it's probably just like a latitude. They're band. like it's the higher you get, the whiter. They're like, like the, <laughs> yeah,
0: they were like the nickelback of their time.
2: Ooh. Yeah. No, that's. It it's a fair thing and again and that goes to my to the what I was talking about there with like audio Slave is that a lot of their songs that I love no one's heard of because they don't get radio play especially like in like probably 90 I wouldn't say 90, like early I was like the, the late albums specifically like around like pop and all you can't leave behind they started doing a lot more radio stuff trying oh, to keep it yeah. going Fucking beautiful. And before day. that, like
0: beautiful day for you to shut the fuck up, Bono. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. I'm I'm just kidding. I'm just trying to be spiteful.
2: It doesn't work. <laughs>
0: it works for me, God damn it.
2: That's a, I, after this I'll probably just go put some new two on. I'll still feel good. It's fine. It's fine. When the Bono helps kids while Michael Jackson oh, I'll leave it at that. Hate you. No, you don't. I don't hate Night. you.
0: Hate's hey, a horrible <laughs> word. I love you. But I strongly dislike you right now. But we are fucking creeping up on the door of two hours and thirty minutes, so we should oh, probably God, damn. Yeah, we're at two twenty one right now. <laughs> <laughs> I knew this one was gonna go fucking mad deep, so
2: Probably a good thing that we didn't do—we I mean, would have had a six-hour show last week. Oh, we God. Yeah,
1: that I know, I know. I would have called the day off, and I would have called in sick. Yeah, I know yeah. me too.
0: Look, I—I I podcasted too long. I gotta—I gotta take the day off. I would have <laughs> just put like diarrhea or something. <laughs> oh, I, I would have never told my bosses I podcasted too long, so I can't come into work. Yeah,
1: <laughs> really? I just put I wasn't feeling well. Um, and if they ever ask me, I'm just be like, "Look, I had diarrhea. You want me to come to work with diarrhea?"
2: Rap got the, the Super Battle Part 2. Yeah, yeah the Super me, Battle Part 2. A I shit. took the
1: day off after. I
0: needed it. You'll be shit everywhere. <laughs> this is how we get shit everywhere.
2: Oh, man.
0: <sighs> all right, boys. Anybody got anything they want to say? Ryan, thanks for joining again, buddy.
2: Yeah. And, uh, I mean, if all goes to plan, you guys will have me back. Of course. April 5th. I think April 5th will probably be the breakdown for the Ferguson Habib card. So. Aye, aye, that's the Thursday before. So if you guys are doing it then, I'll. Yeah. You guys put, it, but you guys put it, the bat signal, and I will answer. You just you just say, "Hey, I want to
0: come on to. You want to come on to preview, or you want to come on to breakdown? Which one? What? Both? What do you want to do? You tell me what you want to do, sir.
2: When you're on. I just I just want to talk about how either Habib is going to or already did mock the floor with Tony. <laughs> That's all I want I just want to talk about Tony getting his ass whooped by the, the Mad Russian Me too, I can't wait
0: I can't wait Raphael, what she got, brother?
1: For final word, is that what we're on?
0: Yeah, we're, we're closing her out
1: uh, Shit, man I I to put hours. That bong Yeah, that bong early on hit me hard I don't hit it often uh, I got nothing, man I love music this was a good episode. I had fun. Yeah, it was.
0: I like. I like this. This was fun.
1: We yeah. So uh, check out Folio Podcast. Subscribe on iTunes and YouTube and stuff
2: like that.
0: <laughs>
2: That's all I got. That's all that good stuff. Nice. We will have to do like uh, just the, the the list of honorable mentions for another two hour show. Fuck yeah, we
0: can do that. I'm down. Yeah. All we'll right. The rest
2: over here. <laughs> I can save it.
0: No shit. Hang on to it. We'll we'll make that happen. All right, that's going to wrap it up for this episode of the Average Joe's MMA show. Thank you to Ryan for joining us. It's always a pleasure having you, sir.
2: I mean it. It's always like- jumping out with you guys. No, I, was- I mean it. I like jumping out with you guys.
0: You gave me a look like you were waiting for the other end for that fucking joke to come down on you. And I had nothing <laughs> but positive things.
1: Were you going to say, we love having you on, but
0: just beat it? (laughs) it. Yes. Yes, I was. (laughs) For Ryan Dempsey, Rafael Chaydez, I'm Jeff Shanahan. Thank you guys for listening, and we'll see you on Thursday for another episode of the Average Joe's MMA Show.